shut the fuck up! I'm the fucking tired, not you, Mario! I, I I think I think it's gonna be time behind the scenes for some uh, remedial podcasting uh, lessons Michael. for some time members the... of this round table. I'm not going to uh, name going anybody. To two of them. I'm not going to name anybody in particular. I will say that their names rhyme with Bon and Bet. <laughs> How long did I say? Think it was Reet. By the way, I think uh, it was like right up until we started the podcast. We, no, dude, you were calling him Reet in like a, a bunch of early episodes. I don't think that you made a correction <laughs> until like 20 episodes in. And I say his name at the start of every episode. Did, did you just not say anything, Red? Red, I was just like, I was. Well, Everybody says Holly's wrong. <laughs> Everybody says it. That yes, way. obviously, I would be the one that's wrong because the name is derived from Ether. <laughs> Which is also pronounced wrong, so yes. How does eth how does that tell you? Oh, it's an anagram for ether, so it's pronounced ret. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I don't know. It made sense to me the first time I saw it. <laughs> Gosh, get up on your I versus Pi slash Retiverse lore. And John hasn't watched I versus Pi. It makes me a little sad. If he has though. Mm. I think I watched the one you linked me, the one with the cool fight. The big, stupid one. The one yes, where I you stayed up until, what was it, seven in the morning finishing that shit? I did, like, the last third of it. Like, it took a month, but then the last third was, like, one night. One whole night. I remember going to bed, waking up, and he's just, like, literally dying at the computer, like, I'm about ready to push it out. I'm pushing it out and going to bed really wanted it finished it was taking too long yeah that's worth it that was what episode 100 50 okay it was 50 150 150 150 okay okay yeah yeah i remember that that was a very early morning and i'm not gonna say how long ago it was because we do so much of that on this show and we make ourselves we always make ourselves feel stupid we always make ourselves feel way older than we know we are we're young at heart it usually doesn't make me feel that old judanasai that's me. <laughs> That's about as ep- old as that episode is. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> Welcome to episode 152 of the SoxCast. How's it going, everybody? We hope you're doing okay out there in whatever the fuck is going on land, wherever you happen to be. Uh, sending lots of good vibes your way. Uh Hopefully a few idiots sitting here for a couple hours on the internet talking about bad video games and bad the bad takes that they have about them <laughs> will make you feel better. To my immediate virtual right, unto others he wishes death and pain. Speaking of good vibes. <laughs> it's Rhett! Hi. Hey, hey you said my name correctly, just I took eight d- years. How did I how did I ever manage that? Amazing. It's 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 amazing the things you can do when you actually fucking care about your friends. 
<laughs> wow, we're just starting off with the vibe here. <laughs> uh, it's a ret, ret. Like I now that I've got you here, now that I got your ear. Uh, uh-huh. I've been I've been actually meaning to ask you something for a while. It's nothing personal. It's nothing weird or anything. But like every uh, time, uh, every time we've like had a chance to voice chat, it's like wait a minute, I can't get off the call. And I just fucking forget to ask. So uh-uh. I, I'll just go ahead and do it here uh, and just ask you now. Figured you know we're here now. We're just ha- we're having a chill. Uh, so can I ask you like, are your nuts so big you could fart on them? Such a good pause. <laughs> I mean, just genuinely curious. Are your nuts so big that you can fart on them? Not really. No. Okay. I was. I mean, it's just genuinely curious. <laughs> okay. Sometimes Great. you think like. Look. I mean, it's not really. It doesn't really come down to size in that situation. It's more like the 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 hangingness. Yeah. The elasticity. Yeah. The, the elasticity. You thereof. got like so, stre- okay. So stretchy bag. No. Yeah. You don't got stretchy bag? Not okay. that far. No, okay, okay. I mean, some, look, look, some people sit around pondering what what's the meaning of life? I'm pondering orbs. I sit around <laughs> pondering orbs! <laughs> you didn't you let me your, get to can, it! <laughs> can you pull your testicles back really far and then put one of them, just kind of tuck it in the butt? Is that a serious question? I mean, if you wanted to look, it's our podcast. Well, I mean, if you it can't fart on them, you, could, you probably can't. Yeah, I mean, if you yeah, can't fart on them, probably. I'm saying, I'm saying that's the next that's level. Even, that's up even further. That. Yeah, yeah, it's the next level up from that. Okay, 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 okay. Let's take it one one layer deeper. If you could stretch your nuts, two back, nuts. If you could stretch your nuts back and like tuck it in your crack, would you fart on them? <laughs> no, I think by I think by necessity. Like I think you'd have to try. Like, like, think about it. Like, there's a vibrating mode. Like, a fart is just a vibrating of butt cheeks. Okay, it's just the cheeks smacking together. It's the whole kind of you know. If you're, if you're, thing. if you're, so if your, so if your balls are up there, they're holding the cheeks apart. Maybe exactly. you can't fart. No, maybe, <sighs> maybe. That's okay. not really what a fart is. So, well, f- well, Rhett, the fart is like that. That's what Polly's saying is the fart is the noise that happens yeah. from the, the two cheeks. I mean, there's, it's literally called together. silent but deadly with some farts. Some of them. In which case, okay, fair. The, the fart is the gas releasing. I think you're right. I think sound I think or not, if, if, if a tree farts in the forest, doesn't make a sound. <laughs> <laughs> and can right, a tree fart. fart on its own balls? What does the Oxford Dictionary says? Um, fart is to number one emit gas from the anus, mm-hmm. okay, and two waste time on silly or trivial things. Well, that's just this podcast. Well, yeah, we're farting I mean, right now. Then we are literally just farting. We are stinking up the internet all over our balls. All, all of yeah, we are farting on the internet's balls right now. This is not a good bit. Uh, it's a great. Yeah, you're right, Paul. It's a great bit. <laughs> I, I think this is an all-timer. I feel great about this. <laughs> I got I nothing but good vibes now. I'm like, all right, all right. Now everyone's oh, we've we've got everybody hooked. Now, yeah, like we pull them, in, games pull them in with that 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 the the discourse about. Like, I want people. To, I want more people to think about that. Just like being able to pull your nuts back and fart on them. Or the people I think that are I'm, lucky I'm more enough. Interested. 
Are the I'm people... more interested in the putting the ball and putting at least one ball in the anus. I think that's I think that's very impressive. Mm. That would be an interesting thing. I haven't heard anybody talk about that. Like, have you ever heard anybody talk about say like, oh yeah, I can, I can, I feel because hey, like this bit gets, was funny. I think and now it's gone too far. All right, fine. All right, fine. I'll pull back. Okay. Okay. Threat immediate. Virtual left. He created the Elden Ring of RPG Maker games. <laughs> it's John Thayer. <laughs> That's me. Hey. Topical. Topical. I know, right? That's us. When you when you are the only video games podcast, what what choice do you have other than being topical? <laughs> I got I got a nice I got a nice video. Um, let's see, who who is the who who was it? Let me get the exact name right. Um, I'll mention it later. Yeah, but um, but yeah, it was nice. I got a nice video that that talked about facets and it was really sweet. I think you gave it an eight out of ten. Yeah, so it was an eight out of ten on the hype meter. Yeah, the hype meter. That those those, those yeah. hype meter ratings are serious business. Yep, it was Jazz Stewart three on Twitter. Yeah, you go. And he also did say it was like a Souls like RPG. So that that did bring me a lot of joy. And it and it brought me in right. it brought me in Straka a lot of joy because he specifically said if you take cataphract oi and facets and polymerize them together like Yu Gi Oh, then you get. Elden, then you get a soul slide, and then you basically yeah. get Elden Ring too. Yeah, like we're, we're next, we're ahead of the game here. Just what everybody's talking about yeah. feels good. Yeah, can't believe it that you, when you when you set out to make facets, you were like, "I'm making the Elden Ring. I'm gonna do it." Somebody like everybody's already made the Dark Souls of everything. I need to make the Elden Ring of something. Uh, absolutely. Just that's it's so ambitious. I, I I I strive for that same kind of ambition myself. We all, it's all we, it's what we can aspire to. Yeah. Well, I mean, what can I do other than aspire? I can perspire. Wordplay. <laughs> it's a joke. That's, it's sweaty. No, it was good because I was thinking the exact same thing when you said it first. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> good. We're all on the same page. Very good. This we episode, are. This episode is off to a rollicking start. I believe that the rollicking. We got, we got some weird energy. <laughs> I think rollicking is the word that they would use to describe this episode of yeah. the show. We got, that, we got that Soxcast episode 152 vibes going on on this episode. <laughs> maybe maybe off kilter. Little Just bit. a little bit. Maybe. But that's okay. We were talking about I versus by 150, and then you said, and now it's that time for episode 152, and I'm like, holy fuck, there's more of these. There is. There's so many more. Wow. When we catch up to I versus Pi episodes, we got to quit. Well, that's very soon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's been a fun run. Has it? Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that just... <laughs> Everything's so there low energy. That. It's great. <laughs> I'm actually really excited. Yeah. yeah I am too. There's I got a lot lots of good, stuff of good shit to talk about. Like, I've got bangers and John has game. Prior to, prior to this episode, over the last three weeks, I came into this episode the most thinking, God, I, I, I ain't got really much of anything. And then uh -huh. the last few days, the last week or so, turned out to mm -hmm. be eventful enough for me to have other things to talk about, so... So it's gonna it's gonna be good. Who wants to who wants to kick this show in the ass and get it started? Who wants to fling this show's nuts up its ass? Well, I've, and get I've got a started? great start. Well, all right, John. I, why don't you go <laughs> ahead and you get us going? Well, I played a fucking great RPG 
um, to oh. I, I finished it the last week, and I really wanted to bring it up and talk about it with y'all. Okay. Um, so I actually finished it yesterday, and I've played mm. I played a test copy of Chorus Piercing of Dark Moon Tower <laughs> by Jet Storm 4. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it was honestly just a fucking delight. That game has been coming along over a while. You can't you can kind of just look at that game in development and know that it's going it's going some good places. It's literally like just like he said, like, oh yeah, it's like a forty-five minute platformer. And I was like, okay, I, I know that I'm going in. This is like a two to three hour RPG. How that happened? <laughs> this is like I don't know. I don't understand it. This is a massive thing mm-hmm. that Tom made. It is a full ass action rpg it has like six bosses it's got a bunch of different areas it's mm-hmm. like it's 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 meaty i cannot believe tom made a full ass ease like oh um, dear a horny yep uh east like oh yeah oh oh yeah this is also oh. tom this is also tom's arrow game tom has <laughs> has led two dreams has has made two dreams come true that I think basically everyone in our community has probably had at some point, which is to make a full action RPG. I don't I don't know if any of us have done that. I like no. I can tell you right now I've not made a full action RPG, John. Well, I kind of have, so Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's thanks. literally called Press Space to Win Action RPG. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. True. Um, so aside from Rat, um, Tom lived that dream. You literally, you run around on a grass field and goblins come up and you hit them with your sword and your number goes up. And at first it takes three hits to kill a goblin and then you level up and then you kill them in one hit. And it feels so good. It feels so nice. Nice. Like, I think it's probably going to be, going to feel a little hard, um, for, for some friends. Um, it, it felt really right to me. Um, barring a couple little things he mm-hmm. tweaked uh, afterwards. Um, like, there, there was just, like, a couple points where I'm, like, buckled down, like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grind a little bit. And I took, like, five minutes and grinded up a couple levels, and then it felt really good. I was immediately starting to beat enemies faster, and I hit max level, like, right before the last dungeon, which felt really good, because suddenly it's like, okay, we're at the... There's no more... I just have to get good now. I have everything... <laughs> Yeah, like it, it's, it's it's a very cool feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's just it was just so bigger, so much bigger than I expected, and all all the art is fucking adorable. The writing is really cute. Um, the sense of humor and tone are really really on point throughout. I think mm-hmm. for this kind of game. Um, so yeah, he he lived the dream of making a a fucking ease like an action RPG, mm-hmm. and he also lived the dream of making an an arrow platformer where you have like 25 discrete pieces of really gorgeous <laughs> art. Oh yeah. One of I those. Say, when the goblins take a lot of hits to kill, does something happen if you lose? Oh, quite. Yeah. There's that. Okay. The t- there's One a lot of, of art. There's a lot of gorgeous one-off art, but there's specifically like 25 different game over animations. It's very choice. Oh boy. Um, I, I felt like exactly the right density for me where it's like, not every single enemy has their own custom mm-hmm. game over because that gets exhausting. Like I've played games like that, where it's like, okay, yeah, let's go into level. Like that would just get tedious. Yeah, it, it does. Like verifiably, um, since I've played games like that, this is the each each area has a different game over. Each boss has a different game over, and then a couple kind of 
custom situations that make themselves kind of present. They make themselves pretty obvious. I got every piece of art playing it, mm-hmm. kind of ha- being familiar with these ge- sorts of games. I got every piece of art yeah. um, without having to go back and search for anything. So that, that felt really good. Just the to real be collectible. Like, yep. Yeah. The the only valid RPG collectible. <laughs> um. So I'm I'm just blown away. This is my favorite. This is my favorite Tom game. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked um, Silas and Fallen Star. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, li- I've liked all of his other stuff. Um, I think this was just it just came together in a really cool way for me. Um, so I'm I'm excited to for it to come out and to get to share it with friends. It's gonna be one of those things where it's just like I like showing off my friends' games, but I don't know I can stream that. <laughs> 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 um, it's not unexplicit. Yeah, it mostly oh, plays, okay. it mostly plays off of like implication, right? Yeah, um, yeah. In like oh. a fun, in like a fun, cute way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I so wonder how he, hard pretty... it would be to make a streamer mode. <laughs> Not too hard, I think. You just trim a couple things. Um, he's putting content warnings for everything in the game um, on the page, so Sorry. you'll be able to. We everyone can review nicely. Um. But yeah, the the it's been really fun watching the chorus OC evolve and now get it, get this whole fleshed out game that just really expresses everything really nicely. Yeah, I so. can remember far back as like a year, year and a half ago when this was starting to take shape and like the first screenshots were being posted. I, I remember this existing like without the frame. I think like I remember that's as early as mm-hmm. I remember it. So. Um, you know, that thing's got like, like it's whole history. Like if you go to our discord and you look in the, uh, the game dev yeah. channel, you can find that game's entire history in there. Yeah. I, I was, I was really, really impressed. And, um, also just having watched art, Tom's whole art style come together over the last like couple years, Yeah, like just starting off just like, okay, I'm getting back into this. I'm getting back into drawing. I'm going to make a bunch of posts. And now he's just at a point where like, I, I, if I had paid ten dollars for this on DL site, I would be, st- I would still be telling y'all about it and how much I enjoyed it. Like, mm-hmm. but just ten dollars for it on DL site by a st- game by a stranger, um, I'd be just be like, hey, play this fucking thing. It rules. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm really, I'm really pleased. I'm, I'm excited to get to share that. I played one other RPG. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another um, banger, I, I'm sure. There's another banger. Yeah. Yeah. I finished Final Fantasy Nine. Oh, did you finish Final Fantasy Nine? I, I I just heard all the ears perk up in the room. Uh, I concluded. <laughs> I concluded it. You concluded. <laughs> that, that's a good sign. When you want to talk about when you when you want to talk about something <laughs> on a podcast, and the first sound you make when going into the segment is, Ooh. and then that's, and then opening uh, up. And then opening up chat, like, is there something else to talk about for a second? It's very funny because I've talked through this like so many times now with friends because I just, I, I couldn't not think through this like exhaustively. Like, it's the mm. kind of bad where it gets like really stuck in your craw. Yeah, you like, that, I know it. that feeling. Believe me, like, mm-hmm. I've played many a game that'll get stuck in my craw and it's like, I can't let it go. <laughs> Cause, cause you're trying to, you're trying to find the way in. Yeah. It's your brain like recognizing that there's something there. And it's trying to find the way into the fun that everybody else is having. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like I, I tried a lot of angles with this. So, so the last time we talked on the podcast was like 
three weeks ago. I think I played up through disc two. I think yeah. what I specifically said was I was giving it up until the end of disc two to hook me. Um, cause it was so charming and, and fun in a lot of ways. Um, but the story just wasn't doing anything for me. Um, and I was like, okay, disc two finale, that's going to be like sort of the equivalent of the disc one finale. Cause these are shorter discs cause they have so many FMPs. Yeah. Um, this will be when they really go hard and everything kind of hits every, they have the big transformative moment where like there's a major status quo change and everything kind of upends and you're, and you have to figure out kind of the new way moving forward. And then you're kind of like, okay, I get what this game is doing now. And it didn't really do that. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Well, I'm absolutely shocked. Yeah, I mean, it, they they go to the big tree and destroy the source of the mist, and kill off the one of the main villains from the first act, mm-hmm. and it still is just like, well, okay, <laughs> like all right, <laughs> well, okay, <laughs> and then he progresses a little bit further, and then they introduce Garland, um, Kuja comes back, so. Just like this whole game is just like, where's Kuja? We gotta find Kuja. Where is Kuja? We're oh, we're going to this town. Is Kuja here? No, he's not here. Okay. So uh, you feel that, like, seen Kuja. You feel that like in every scene where Kuja isn't, there, everybody should be standing <laughs> around asking, "Where's Kuja?" And then it literally I mean, is. It's that is the driving thrust of the plot for most of the game. Is just like mm. Kuja manipulated the queen into destroying these three cities mm-hmm. and it's very and it was very bad nobody we know died but we still feel bad about <laughs> it. um it was, it, they were very pretty fmvs as the summons destroyed the town so so we, we it's very momentous and we didn't see him do it and he wasn't he wasn't the one who like made the summon or anything and we haven't fought him and he hasn't done anything but he's the big bad. You need to be very afraid of him. He's very important. Chase after Kucha. Gotta find Kucha. Gotta find Kucha. Um, and he doesn't do anything until the disc two finale, in which he kills a villain who sucks. <laughs> Another villain who sucks. It's like, all right, thanks, dude. I guess. <laughs> um, and you like finally learn his motivation and like what he's doing and why he's doing it, like. <laughs> immediately before the final dungeon <laughs> oh my god it's th- there's that stretch of final fantasy 7 where you're like where's the man in the black cape we got we gotta find the man in the black cape where's Sephiroth? Uh-huh. you go go from town to town to town it is the back half of disc one yeah and at the end of that Ares dies and immediately after that he summons meteor and it's like it's not the whole game and also at the beginning of that you have the nibbleheim section in which Sephiroth's motivations are pretty explicitly yeah. laid out. Yeah. I would say somewhat famously so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a, bit, a bit well regarded that scene. It's, it is slightly well regarded. This <laughs> is like if Sephiroth didn't do anything until like the end of disc two of Final Fantasy seven. And then you did both. You did all of Nibelheim, except it was like only an hour long and kind of rushed. And then you went right into the final dungeon. I and, remember and, 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 very yeah. And Aris didn't die, and there's no meteor, and that was the story of Final Fantasy uh, VII. And I remember all the yeah. he kills all the Shinra guys. You don't <laughs> you don't you don't participate. 
<laughs> now go ahead, Brett. Sorry. Sorry. I just, I remember very little about the actual plot of this game, probably because there isn't much plot. But when you mentioned a thing at the end of disc three being extremely rushed, that just brought back this flood of memories of me being like, oh, right. This game did piss me off at that one part where it just, <laughs> as soon as it got like interesting, let's just get that over with as soon as possible yeah. and go back to the status quo. <laughs> just like immediately. All right. Zidane's fine. Never mind. Zidane, Zidane realized that he was an alien and he was created as a puppet to um, bring about, basically destroy the planet. Um, and then he's like, I'm not going to do that. And then he's like, and then he's like, I'm really sad. And then his friends come in and say, don't be sad. We're here. And then he's like, you're right. Okay. Now I remember good. this game is Dragon Ball Z, actually. <laughs> <laughs> like literally this kid with the tail who was sent to destroy the earth yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I feel like Dragon Ball Z has like, more stakes. Yeah. Oh, characters die. Even though they come back, they still die. <laughs> they do die. And also that you have villains who are scary and effective. Oh, so like there's it, it. So there is a story here. There's a cool story. Kuja is a puppet himself. He was created to bring about this thing and he finds out he's going to die and he gets really pissed about it. Um, just like the black mages, just like Zidane, just like, um, just like the Black Mages, he creates. It ties into the stuff with Vivi. It ties into... It's it's the core of the game. It's pretty neat. And it's just not all there. Mm-hmm. It is... It's just a first draft of a good story. Yeah. Um, they needed the time and resources to go back and flesh this stuff out and seed it throughout the rest of the game. And they did not have those resources. Yeah, Final Fantasy they, VII had a lot of time in the oven... You know, they had a good number of years there where they were able to kind of get things together and make all that work. And then 8 and 9 in particular came out pretty rapid fire. Um, mm. so. I believe it. I mean, they were definitely chasing that success. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. 7 was massive. Yeah. <laughs> seven, 7 just... It, it like it still feels a little loosey goosey. I think like I remember getting back to the Midgar stuff at the end of seven, and it kind of feeling like, oh shit, yeah, we have to we have to wrap up all these Shinra threads, huh? Don't we? Yeah, it's still very good, but it is it does feel a little bit like we were juggling a lot of stuff in this game, yeah, and we struggle yeah. a little bit to close it all out. Um, but I think it holds together, and it holds together emotionally in a way that eight and nine don't, and I think it's just a consequence of them not having any real editing yeah um they just they did not go in with a script they were making cool set pieces as they went along and then cool fmvs and then cool Mm -hmm. pretty backgrounds and then they did not have the money because those cost a lot of money they couldn't change them so you just wonder in their production pipeline like how early are they making locations as soon as they're in the script and stuff and like you yep. said, all the CGs, the, which were like yep. the, the showpiece Bally, back then. Hey, yeah. we got CGs. Nintendo don't. <laughs> Nintendo yeah, I don't. I don't understand why Aako and Amaranth are in the game. Oh, yeah, um, they're just absolutely pretty terrible. Like, there's not a lot going on with them. They just throw them in, like, di- end back half of disc two. Like, what, you didn't have a good enough cast to develop already? That, like, Aiko could have been something. I mean, it's very clearly she was supposed to be because she's a summoner, and, like, the, you understand, like, why that would be important to Dagger's story. But, uh-huh. but just, it it's a nothing burger. It's a nothing burger. Dagger's probably the most fleshed-out character. Um, 
I, I, I liked some a, a lot of her stuff. Yeah, I like Dagger. V, I like Dagger. Vivi, like, he has a lot of nice scenes, but it doesn't come doesn't, to, like, a big emotional yeah. culmination. Like, it's a great, um, he's a great character. He's adorable. You want to give him a big old hug. But at the same, and he's got these sad scenes all over the place. But at the same time, it's just like it never adds up to anything that I feel is is all that substantial. <laughs> if only they had maybe went for that <laughs> ending a little harder. Yeah. Yep. And not implied something mm-hmm. that a lot of people yeah. missed. Because mm-hmm. I completely missed it. I completely missed the conclusion to Vivi's story. It's like, all right, this was a good gesture, y'all. But <laughs> I, it would have been nice if it was in the game. Yep. Yeah. It would have been nice if if Kuja being redeemed was part of the actual like story and stakes of the finale instead of being something that happens in a two minute FMV after that that is not after you've completed the interactable portion of the game. Yeah, and in that sequence, they don't play. You're not alone, <laughs> which kills me. They don't bring that song back. They have this really good sequence with Zidane that's very nicely done, and then they just. Like, don't bring that song back or do anything else with it. It's it's it hurts. It hurts my soul. Mm. <sighs> so I, I I'm talking exclusively about the story here. That's because Uh-oh. it sucks to play. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> it, I I yeah. I don't really. I I don't have a lot of fond memories of that of playing anything about that game and enjoying it. Because because it, it's like. They don't pause ATB while the animations are playing yeah, out like they do in dumb. seven. That's real dumb. So, in practice, every you, you you're queuing everybody's actions up like thirty or forty seconds before they actually play out in the combat. <laughs> yeah. I would make I would make a move, and then that character's move would like come up again, and I would have to remember: Did I already queue up this heal I wanted them to oh do? Oh my god. Because 30 seconds ago and then I would wait for the animations to play out so I would know if I'd gotten them to do that move already because it had been so long since I'd actually told wow. them to, to use the potion yeah like it feels really bad haste doesn't matter ATB speed doesn't matter um it, it would probably feel better if I played at lower ATB speed I never thought to go back and um mm-hmm. set it lo- set it to slow be slower um, I usually don't want to do an ATB game slower is the thing, typically. No, I usually yeah. play it very yeah. fast. I always put them, like, like, all of the older Final Fantasies, I just go and put it on one, which is the fastest. Yeah. I, I slammed it up for 7, and 7 felt really snappy mm-hmm. as a result. Even I mean, the, the summon animations take a long time to play out, Yeah, but generally 7 feels pretty snappy. Yeah. Um, so I'm just like... If the fighting feels really bad, I, I I like that it's hard. I like that the characters are differentiated. Um, that's that's very nice coming off of eight. Yeah. Um, Necron was a cool last bo- boss me- mechanically. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's like all status effects. It's it's actually yeah. very scary because because mm-hmm. nine has some mean status effects. Oh god, yeah, 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 yeah. Like zombie hurts in this game. Um, that would be that would be a trend that continues in ten. <laughs> yep. So. The, I hate the abilities. I hate micromanaging abilities after every fucking fight because you just learn a new ability. And it's like, well, I need to go and change this uh, accessory, or any ATB I get from until I do is it's going to be wasted. wasted. Yeah, yeah. Like I if it had like, been like a, 
Final a Fantasy currency, X, maybe? Final Fantasy X has a similar tedium where characters don't get AP unless they did something in a battle. So it basically means that every random <sighs> encounter you get into, you have to cycle through your entire party and get them all to try and do oh, something. And oh, it's, no. It's, but it, like, Final Fantasy X is at least fast. Mm-hmm. Like, it's got a hot swap mechanic, like, where everybody can, like, hop in and out really fast. So it's not that bad, but it's still kind of along that same line of tedium of, like, managing all this equipment with these worthless abilities. Like, 90% of them I'm never going to use, but you got to do mm-hmm. it because, you know, hey, the game, you might have to. I might need that 100% resistance to poison for one boss fight. Oh, you do. You need all of those stupid, like, half of them are status effects yeah, resistance. Yeah, it's all the status so effects stuff. Like, if it's got and a you, status effect, it's pretty good to have those for, yeah. pretty good to have those for Necron. His, his grand cross, his ultimate move is just like, I'm gonna be, give you every status effect. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. I think Sephiroth has a, sim- or a, a, a similar one in Final Fantasy VII called yeah. Pale Horse or something, I think. Yeah, it's rough in there, too. Yeah. It's always rough. It's great. Um, so the bosses are pretty tough. I, I, um, use fast forward grinded for like the equivalent to like a couple hours um, mm-hmm. before the final dungeon because I did not want to get roadblocked at the end of that dungeon. Yeah, um, and I and I just barely scraped by against Necron and it felt really good. Um, I spent like half the last boss fight with like two characters dead, just like oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, that's a good feel. So like, <sighs> Memoria is really pretty, but is also just completely a straight line. Yeah. Um, which is sort of a running thread with a lot of later square, but I felt it here just because there are just no, there's very little in the way of like dungeon dungeon here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and which was like fine in seven cause seven was, you know, like mm-hmm. a good story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I don't feel like nine is a follow up to the SNES games in the ways that matter. I think it is on the, still, it's, it's very surface level in that regard. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot of reference. Yeah, four crystals. Oh man, we're doing it. We're take. <laughs> we're making it old school. They're, they don't even have crystal. Oh, they do actually have the crystals. They have the and then they have the final crystal at the end. The literally the last dungeon at the very end. They're like, and now we're going to see the 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 original crystal, the crystal that's the root of all other crystals. <laughs> and I, and they play the prelude yeah. theme throughout the oh final area. Yeah. And I'm just like, fuck you. Yeah. Just, this is so <laughs> This is not this is nothing. It's nothing. Yeah. This, a- this will truly be our final fantasy. <laughs> this will truly be our final fantasy. I felt like the extreme at the final boss theme in eight playing the da 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 at the beginning was like more series culmination feeling yeah. than anything at, at the end of nine yeah like that felt legitimately really cool and then and it because it wasn't so fucking contrived yeah uh, i just like there's no part of this that i can point to and be like well at least that makes it worth it uh, i was at, le- at I least this was a good how part. it went i forgot how it went i was like Maybe the VV storyline will end well for him. Maybe that'll end. That'll be the thread. And then nope. No. Nope. I was literally like, I just want this game. I'll, I, I will be happy if VV makes me cry. That's all I want. <laughs> and, and I didn't get that. They fucked it up. They fucked it up. Like, like the number, like, yeah, it's, Tango says, at least the cutscenes are pretty. And I'm just like, yeah, the number one thing this game has going for it is its impeccable production values. Yeah. It was pretty in 1999 standards, and, and still pretty because that's not a that's not a style okay. that because that's still a style you don't see a lot of, and it's gorgeous. Yeah. 
that's mm, that's not typically the 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 the, the, the socks cast um yeah no <laughs> number one quality here it's like no. well you gotta play this because it's very it's very, very expensive looking. like i would i would maybe behind the frame <laughs> <laughs> it's very pretty, but it's also got so much more going for it. But it's a similar situation where I would tell puppeteer, somebody, yeah, puppeteer. <laughs> yeah, Tom. Tom says I think Chrono Cross and Vagrant Story look better. I do not think it's like the best looking Square game. I just think it is like one of the most expensive looking. Yeah, it's very early Square games. It's very expensive in that regard. Expensive looking, like that's that is the number one thing it has going for it, and that's rough. I think it has a lot of nice theming. I think the life death puppet stuff, I think the stuff with Vivi and ultimately Kuja and everything basically works. But like a th- good theming isn't a good story. Yeah. <laughs> you have to care about the characters. Yeah, that that's kind of a problem with that game. Yeah. Don't really care about many of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like Tales of Vesperia, I feel I feel a little more warmly about it in comparison now cuz like the charm of that cast and the nice and the nice little what the hell? Sorry, I usually put on silent. Um, the um, the ni- the charm of that cast and the nice theming successfully carried me through the end of Tales of Vesperia, and I ended the game with a smile on my face. Yeah, I was I was very I was just like kind of trudging through the the back yeah. the last chunk here, just like all right, we got it, gonna get it done. I waited two weeks so I could play it without getting mad, and now I'm gonna take two days, play it constantly, and be done with this. And then I was. Still, still kind of mad sounding. Still a little mad, but I wasn't, I, it was like making me like depressed. Uh, <laughs> like oh, two or three weeks ago, I was just like dead I've, on my feet playing this game. Yeah, I've, I've, I've played a few games like that, and I unfortunately like went through with it and still finished them, and it just it was miserable you you can't play yeah. a game like that even yeah, if you're no, not I, enjoying it even if you think you're not going to come out the other end enjoying it much you can't put yourself through that yeah no i came i i gave myself two or three weeks and when i came back to it i was like okay i'm i'm good to i'm good to play this now it's not going to be it's not it, it wasn't unhealthy anymore it was just it's just a bad game yeah um i i don't think it's a disaster i don't think it's like you know, it's better than Suikoden. Um, I mean, it's probably it, better. It's probably better than Legend of Dragoon. <laughs> you said that right some... as Tom posted in our chat about Legend of Dragoon. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I like I think FF8 is. It's still got enough of that kind of Final Fantasy set piece gumption um, that you know you at least you're at least like entertained by the pretty lights flashing in front of you in a way that some games can't do. Mm-hmm. Um, which which carried me through a lot of eight too, but I I, I this this ain't for me. Nah, <laughs> this ain't this ain't this ain't this ain't my final the Final Fantasy I want personally. So that that's that was my nine journey, and I, I remember having a moment where I was like, "There's no, there's no thread I can post. There's no podcast segment that'll give me the catharsis I'm after." No, and and even now I'm ending it like, well, that was it. <laughs> Just literally the ending of American Psycho. <laughs> <laughs> Rhett, what have you been up to? Uh, I completed a JRPG as well. Huh? Yeah, going how to did, speak a little, little, bit, little bit more positively on this one. Yay! Uh, I, used, 
I finished Trails of Cold Steel 2 <gasps> after Ooh. just fucking blitzing through it yeah, only a few man. weeks after finishing the first one. This game, like, Cold Steel 2, I love it, oh but my it, God. Felt, it felt enormous to me. It took me a while. And you crammed in, like, the last half of this game in, like, a week. <laughs> It's like going to a buffet and saying, I want all of it. Get all it. I can eat. I wanted every drop. Oh, my God. Good. You were just ringing every <laughs> bit that you could get out of that thing. And then I had that big three-day weekend to finish it. It was like, okay, I'm, I'm definitely finishing <laughs> it this weekend. That was my favorite part. That was my favorite part. Definitely finishing it this weekend. Definitely Sunday not finishing night. it this weekend. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. Sunday, I had Monday off work because oh, it was right, 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 right. Day. So Sunday night, you know where I was. I was, I was finishing the game, and then uh-huh, uh-huh. game said, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, no, uh-uh, I'm not done uh-uh. yet." And I said, "Okay, I'm finishing it tomorrow." And even that was close. <laughs> that was kind of pretty close. <laughs> I did do it, but it was late. It was like two a.m. Monday or something. Technically <laughs> Tuesday at that point. Yeah. So, uh, so how'd so, it treat you? How'd it treat you? Very, very fucking well. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so I'm not going to play it right away, mm-hmm. but I have purchased Cold Steel 3. Nice. Just Just because, you know, it has a very good sale on Humble right now, and I have, uh, like, an additional discount there to put a few oh, bucks nice. off. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, Cold Steel 3 for when I'm ready. and then But then I'm going to need 4, and that one's going to be... <laughs> Because this game, okay, it does set you off in a very good place, like mm-hmm. you had said. I was surprised how much this game wrapped up at the end, <laughs> where it almost felt like... You could we, call that the end of the series, in a way. Yeah, where if this was not sequeled by a game called Cold Steel 3, like it would have felt fine. Like, if the next game was just, oh, you know, new characters, new cast, like... It felt like they kind of tentatively closed the door on this cast for now. Mm-hmm. But then the next ga- two games are Cold yeah. Steel 3 and 4, so I know that a lot of the... And I believe I that was done. I believe that was done because, first of all, Cold Steel 1 and 2 were conceived as one game again. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And since they were getting ready to jump, like, console generations, they wanted mm-hmm. to go ahead and have, like, a solid endpoint for people not being able to immediately upgrade so that you don't feel too left out when three comes out. Uh, But I know that that was sort of a part of it is that that generational switch that they had to make. (laughs) They could have just called it cold steel. First chapter, cold steel, second chapter. They really could have (laughs) like even more so than the, the first two trails in the sky games that these are two Mm -hmm. halves of a whole. Yeah. Because, boy, does that first get point put you off at a weird end point. <laughs> oh, boy. And then the way they, like, let, like, and that lets Cold Steel 2 hit the ground running. Um, it, and- yeah, so story-wise, this one just hits the ground running and does not stop. It is, like, Brind mode the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it's very un- unusual yeah. uh, that these games kind of hit the ground running like that. So when, that they, when they do, you know yeah. that shit's real serious. I knew that this one kind of had to after Cold Steel spent like 90% of itself Just, being extremely slow. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, it's like, it's a roller coaster, basically. And the first game is just going uphill the entire time. 
<laughs> and then right at the end, you do hit, the, hit that first decline, and then the game ends, and then the whole second game is the entire rest of the roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> but I cannot overstate how much that first game is build up and oh, yeah. extremely slow. Yeah. You've got to be there for the world and character yeah. building. You've li- like, they are very clearly wanting you to invest in these characters' relationships. They want mm. you to feel a part of that class. They want those bonds yeah. uh, between these characters to feel very mm. real. And that could be a detriment. Yeah. It's a very slow game, even knowing and having played first chapter yeah. and uh, zero, yeah. that I think this one is even slower. But I'm not here to kind of rehash that one. No, 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 I, no. I, I do think in two... The world feels a little smaller when you get access to travel, basically. Because oh, yeah. you can just skip all the maps at that point. Because <laughs> there's moments in the like in the first game where every, whenever you go somewhere on a field study, the characters always travel by train. Yeah. So they're making these out, and they're even saying they're even giving like exact times, like oh, it's going to take us three hours to get here. Mm-hmm. So it feels a little silly in two when you can just walk on the highway between places and it's yeah. like four screens away. Yeah, yeah. That ma- massive four-hour journey turns out was only four yeah. screens long. Like they're big maps compared for how these games tend to go, but but the, then even turbo mode makes it even worse. Yeah. So it just you know, the sprint button is like, oh yeah, th- this felt like this big massive place, and now it feels very similar to Crossbell or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I so, think like that's the just world by nature, yeah. like making things easier. It's 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 quality yeah. of life stuff. I get it. Or I just, appreciate it. It's cool having everything connect, but it did feel like oh, everything was so big before that you had to travel yeah. by train, and now you don't. Yeah. Is a little silly. What I kind of so the story it gives you what you want. Like no complaints there. Obviously, mm-hmm. what I kind of wasn't expecting was how good of a video game this also is to play. Mm. <laughs> Hell yeah. Because there's a part in this game, it's poly, the part Polly said is like, oh yeah, people kind of call this part busy work. Whereas for me, it was like, oh my god, they kind of gamified this a little bit, made it a bit open world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a whole bunch of places to explore and cl- things to collect. Mm-hmm. And I was, it just hit that itch in my brain of like numbers going up. It whereas was like, yeah, it was numbers going up, but it was also like, how important is like, this that like the, the scenario they're mm. setting up for you how important is that to you you're gonna go collect all that shit you're gonna do everything you're doing it all baby <laughs> <laughs> so it was fun just having the game be a little hands-off and less guided and being like hey there's just a lot of stuff out there go do it now yeah i really so like that, was- that, that section in nessie where it's just like okay we're gonna walk around the whole world yeah yeah then it feels like it's like it's culminating as a as a place yeah in addition to culminating as as a story and as a game this one was kind of like oh you've been everywhere now so it's all open and you can just Mm -hmm. go wherever right now and just there's there's new events everywhere um the combat isn't as broken as it got for me in the first game it's still (laughs) pretty broken maybe right at the end yeah (laughs) it's it's wild. So in the first game, my tactic was give Fi the uh, get CP back when you kill an enemy gem. Yeah. And then just have her S-Craft, get the necessary CP back, and then S-Craft again. Mm-hmm. And that was just every random battle, and it got, got a little boring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This game, that specific combo is nerfed, so you can't break the game in the same way. But it felt like they give you so many other good tools 
that every character can be a little broken and then you're just kind of rotating between them in every fight. Yeah, like there there so, are there's so mm-hmm. many ways to break that game because yeah. everybody's good. Yeah. There's that one combo that me and uh Iffy figured out for like Oh yeah. <laughs> melee there's so they introduce a few gems that have like damage multipliers. Mm-hmm. And then you can if you stack those in a specific way. <laughs> boy, you can hit you really, six digits very easily. I think me and Effie were definitely talking about like hitting 300k damage yeah. in a single hit on bosses that have like 275. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a very specific setup. Like you can't do it immediately. You have to buff a bit before yeah. actually attacking. But <laughs> I really liked Punchy Girl in this game. Oh god. For, like, Lord, for just so putting good. everything for just putting everything into one hit and then nearly one-shotting a lot of bosses. So that was a little broken, but random battles weren't as bad. It almost felt like the Musou of JRPGs <laughs> were like, because you're rotating characters, because like everybody's you know gaining CP and you've got the mage characters also. Mage, I used a lot more magic in this one. There's a spell that's like, it costs a lot, but it gives you an immediate two turns afterwards. So you can yeah. use it, then cast a big AoE, and then the AoE will come out instantly as the second turn. Yep, yep, yep. So if she gets her turn, she just wins the fight. Yeah, it, it, done. So. And then, and then you run around the run around on the field to get that uh, mana back mm-hmm. using the gem that restores when you walk around, and then so you she can just win every fight. And yeah, but because she's really slow, like I, you, I. I was so offensive in this game. My main party for most of it was like three melee characters and a magic offensive. Like I didn't have a healer. <laughs> I didn't have a healer until the final boss, in which case, uh-oh. 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 <laughs> also, I didn't use Reen. Like, That's funny to me because he is so <laughs> utterly broken. Like, he has this one Gale special ability is, that... Gale is so stupidly busted that... I don't even know which one that is. He bounces between four enemies. And oh, you, right. And you no, can, that was like, good. And you can, like, get so... You can farm so much CP back with that shit. I'm sure. I had my party that I liked. It is funny when it's like, oh, you have to bring Reen and you have to bring, you know, one or two other characters in each chapter, mm-hmm. but they, then you can stick all of them in the back row and yeah. just use who you want for the front row. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but then there are a few points where you need to use everybody. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I got yes. into a little trouble at those points. The, the first one, the trouble was that I took it seriously and spent like all of my money equipping everybody. Oh! And then that fight, it was one <laughs> fight with, like, the B-tier characters that I won almost instantly. Mm-hmm. And then the fight with my main party, I w- did the big 200k hit and yeah. just won on the first turn. It was just like, oh, I, like, spent half an hour preparing <laughs> for this. <laughs> and then there was a fight near the end that was like, uh-oh. <laughs> I can't beat this. Oh, <laughs> that, no. It was the, like, take five or six tries to figure out the combo that's going to work for me because they didn't give you a save point right before it. So it's like, it's two bosses into a marathon. Oh, yeah. So it's like, I really want to beat this. I really want to beat this game on Saturday night or Sunday night. 
So I've got, so I did eventually just figure it out, but it was a good difficulty spike right at the end mm-hmm. to make me be like, cool. hey. You know, and, and it's a difficulty spike that feels earned you know, because, like, yeah, the boss sure. that you're fighting there is just like, oh, God. Yeah. yeah, that needs to be hard. I mean, that's how these games go, you know. Fate of the Universe JRPG stuff. But also, hey, Class 7 has more than just girls in it. Maybe maybe level everybody up a little, yeah, little bit. Little bit, dude. No? Okay. It's like when After 5 okay. got to, it's like when After 5 got to the end of 3rd and uh, he had a big uh-oh moment. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> it was real funny. It was funny as a viewer. I don't think he was enjoying that too much, though. I remember I remember DMing y'all specifically like, I don't know if the game is going to reward me for this, but I just love this cast so much. I'm just going to go to the abyss. Aww. I'm just going to go to the abyss and level up everybody and get everybody nicely equipped so that I feel good about it. Yeah. And so I can mm. say goodbye to them. And then I got to the last dungeon and I was like, yes! Redeemed! <laughs> That game has a ridiculous amount of characters. Yeah, so I have many. a feeling. I have a feeling Cold Steel is going to get there because <laughs> they have ways in the story of this one of being like, "Hey, it's the Class Seven game. Yeah, you should be using them, and not just the." <laughs> but so yeah, very good playing JRPG. Which I, I mean, again, it's like. How many of these are there now? There's this is there's like ten. This is the this oh, is game this, seven. This is game seven for me. Yes. So like that combat system, as kind of broken as it feels like it's become, where like the way I think about the final boss in this versus like the final boss of Azure is like, oh, I had to be very thoughtful and tactical yeah. for Azure. And in this one, it's like I mash damage numbers, big shiny two hundred K hits. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's a it's real, ni- and it's a real nice font too. So those numbers look real good popping out. Yeah, Trails of Neptunia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. basically. Actually, actually, so funny. Th- I forgot about this. A lot of bosses heal in this yeah, one. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they heal and get a gigantic buff. Oh my yeah. god! Fuck yes, because they did. They do that in FC, and then they never do it again. Yeah. Oh, weird. In 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 the first four games. So oh, I was this just is a like, thing well, that is just. It is that is that's the series now. Every every uh, ga- every game from now on basically is like, hey, like a lot of major bosses, they're gonna do some real ugly shit to you <laughs> when you hit certain well, HP thresholds. Well, it sounds like it's the only way to keep up with all the yeah. Yeah, shit like, you can do. No, I was do totally, something. I was totally fine with a boss being like, oh, you're gonna do that? Well, fuck you. I'm gonna heal like eighty percent of that damage right back. <laughs> so like, there was one boss in the mid game that was like. As soon as it hit a certain damage threshold, would just heal a ton of that back and yeah. get strength up and defense up. So my whole like kill him in nearly one shot immediately triggered that, and so they just popped they right just back up to full right health. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, it was like I had them in a stun lock, and I thought if I had everybody S craft, mm-hmm. they would die, mm-hmm. and then they didn't die. Cold so they Steel re- three did a thing to me for a tutorial boss where I did mm. that. And then, oh, like, and because it has a tutorial to show you, like, even if you go all out, like, the like, and just, like, oh, try to obliterate with an S-Craft, if the S-Craft will kill the boss, it'll just do one HP, so the boss, oh, no. so the boss can tutorialize its stupid mechanic. That's very funny. <laughs> That's so mad. <laughs> so in the specific fight, though, it's the only time I used, like, the back row characters mm-hmm. were, like, everybody was, because I had no healer, I just didn't have adequate yeah. healing, so I'm just like, okay... These two characters are screwed and they're out of CP. <laughs> I'm actually going to bring in Reen. Dang. 
So I brought in Reen and I brought in Elisa. And so I had those two characters kind of at good status and it was just barely able to actually finish in the, the boss off and win that fight. That was a lot of fun. Nice. So it's it's fun when the game pushes back against your bullshit because you can pull off a lot of bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Like when you have characters that have move kits that are just as ridiculous as Cold Steel's are and, and they yeah. do a decent job of balancing the game around that, I think that that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, of course, the story stuff that just goes completely off the chain at the end for several hours. When you're sitting there at four in the morning and and Cold Steel 2 is going crazy. Still going. Yeah, it's still going wild. Yeah, you're screaming at the monitor because Cold Steel 2 will not stop being Cold Steel 2. Yeah. That said, it kind of pops off in a very different way than Azir did. I think that's still probably my favorite one, but mm-hmm. this one gave me more of what I wanted, even when I didn't know that's what I wanted. That's sort of the that's sort of the <laughs> weird thing with these games is that it's like okay, I'm expecting them to be ridiculously good, yeah, but then they're but then they are good in a way you don't expect them to be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're always kind of guard. You you mm-hmm. you think after you think after enough games, it would you, that would wear I off. Mean, there is a lot of this one that feels like it's hitting similar beats of the Falcom mm-hmm. journey. Like mm-hmm. the climb part of the climax is very, very similar to Azure, especially when they're literally talking about what's happening in Crossbell at the yeah. time. Yeah, well, because yeah. these games because these games are so interconnected, like mm-hmm. to a crazy degree. I would say play the cold. St- or the crossbell games first because oh, yeah. they literally, because, as much as, because as much again, as people try to tell you not to or that yeah. it doesn't matter it's information that you need yeah mm-hmm. and just the way these games can be way more explicit in the writing because the the other games are written and finished yeah. whereas like they were making much vaguer allusions in crossbell to what was happening in Erebonia yeah mm-hmm. that's Man. fine <laughs> so i so this isn't my favorite one i would probably actually put it below third and azure but that's some good company i think oh yeah that's re- i mean that's do- like i i finished yeah. third and i was like they're never gonna top this so like yeah. the fact that the fact that these other kind of finales are mm-hmm. like approaching that level of resonance or yeah. or even getting better for for you i think is really dope i think that's really nice i think maybe because it's kind of the third go around where i was able to accept some of the contrivances they do of like hey all these boss characters you're setting up over the entire game they're going to fight you one by one in the final tower (laughs) (laughs) i'm for the tournament ladder let's go it's just they just are so predictable on certain beats where it's just like i can't kind of groan at it anymore where it's like what did you fucking expect like there are certain tropes that they (laughs) there's there are just certain tropes where they're that they're gonna follow yeah yeah. like every it's i mean every last dungeon is the falcom dungeon dungeon. dungeon. it's it's they're they're gonna do what they're gonna do uh in a lot of cases yeah like last year i finished mm -hmm. i finished trails from zero and i finished e7 and both of them are kind of like Yep. <laughs> but, like this is a very similar type of dungeon style, God. like it's a similar so good, setup. Though. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. It's, so good, it's it's great. A character in this game literally says, "Now this is <laughs> now, what this I call a final dungeon." <laughs> and it's such a good setup. It's like it's such a Neptunium moment. And especially since it's a character that I feel could basically be, be in a Neptunia fucking- game. 
She fucking is Neptune, practically. Basically, yeah. She has she has that similar vibe going. Yeah. Fuck, that's funny. I fucking love Falcom. They're an interesting company. I mean, yeah, like you said, they they do they do in many respects thing. they make the same thing over and over, but also yeah, but also it's a very good thing. Yeah, and the little and the little tweaks every time. Yeah, just, there's always something where they catch you off guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, because you're so expecting the predictable stuff, when they catch you off guard, it seems to hit so much more. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mentioned E7, and that's like one of the most almost yeah. like almost rote, rote feeling ones. And even that one still has like... That moment um, of... You know, mm-hmm. There's some really cheap, some really choice character moments. Near some the extremely end choice character moment, and extremely out of left field dope final boss oh yeah 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 there's still parts of that game that stick with me in a really meaty way Mm -hmm. and that's just kind of the the falcom oeuvre yeah Mm. love them love them spoils you on other rpgs it really (laughs) does i've enjoyed it really does that falcom come down is really hard to deal with it's hard to go back to other rpgs when you finish one it's hard to be like oh yeah not all of these have good writing (laughs) Hmm. Boy, the come down after this one was fucking rough for me. Oh, poor Rhett. It was just like, oh, I have nothing else to do now. Oh. Oh. Poor Rhett. That's when you start another RPG. There you go. Well, what, what, what if that RPG didn't come out for three more days? Hmm. You have to fucking figure out what to do for yeah. a whole three days. Whole three day. How losing you, your mind? How do you cover a whole three days? Our poor baby rat. Life is so hard for you sometimes. I was literally losing my mind waiting for Elden Ring. God, that's funny. The timing just didn't quite line up. I finished Cold Steel too too quickly. Mm. Could have waited and not stayed up until two, but then what? Were you gonna not stay up until two a.m. that last night? There you go. Multiple, you mean multiple nights in a row, and also six a.m. Not two a.m. Yeah. Oh, Christ. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry, I forgot about your 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 your, your schedule. <laughs> Me, who's DMing both of you at six a.m. Like, hey, what's up? I heard you just got up. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. A couple times when I woke, like like on Friday night when I woke up at two thirty. Saturday yeah. when I woke up at two thirty a.m. Like, hey, Red. Oh, this isn't usual time. This isn't usual John time. <laughs> I wonder where you went earlier. Uh, so, cool. so Polly, yeah, have you been doing anything? I, yeah, I did. I did a couple things. Uh, I made a video game. <gasps> I made yes, a, I made a video game in five days, and I don't know how I did it. it was uh, uh, for 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 those that don't know, I I uh, released ASDF. It'll be a couple weeks ago this coming Tuesday. Um, it's, it's just, it, it's a very simple game that like the rules are very simple. It's just, you move a paddle, uh, with the A, S, D, and F keys. It moves the paddle to a lane and you got a row of smiley faces come down. You got with three red and then one blue and your object is to catch the blue one. And I was just sitting there one day and was like, like that, yeah, that was the whole idea that popped into my head. It was just like, I don't know. I'm. I'll make that. And then it was just like, but that's such a stupid idea. Like, what kind of game is there in this? Like, there's, it's like, oh, wow, I press a button and I catch a stupid thing. Like, what, what's the point? Like, what am I doing here? Like, you know, like, there's nothing I can do. But is that, is that not all video games? 
maybe <laughs> I don't know but it's just like I couldn't for, for for a couple hours I just sat there I couldn't I couldn't justify it like it was just like why would I make this and even then while and even then while I was sitting down I opened game maker and I started coding things and putting things in it was just like what what is this like why am I doing this like this is just like I, so you get the paddle on screen you move it around it's like that's not very exciting so it's like okay I'll make it glow when it moves to the next lane okay that that that's okay, but ultimately what's happening here, and it's like, uh, so originally it started where, like, it would just be, like, a game where you caught the blue smileys, and it, that mm. would just be it. There weren't, the, the concept of red smileys wasn't there until I was like, okay, what if, like, we made ones that you can't catch, and if you miss the blue ones, you lose two. Um, and I played around with that, and I think that, like, that's sort of the, the rough prototype that I got together and I sent to John. Mm -hmm. um that night and i was just like is this anything this feels like nothing to me i don't know that there's anything here and and john kind of like batted some real simple ideas to me uh that was that was mostly just um like on how to make it look exciting it was mostly just presentation stuff um mm -hmm. about like the background changing colors maybe putting some shapes in the background or like or like the translucent things going on in the background to make it look interesting so started working on that more and more over the course of a couple days and suddenly like it starts feeling a little better like okay here's an idea and i still just kind of wasn't liking the idea that it would like it kind of built up to being four smileys at a time like it would just be like you know for like the first 10 you would only have to catch one and there was nothing to avoid and then there would be like mm -hmm. 10 more and it would add the red and you would start getting your red ones every now and again and then like this doesn't feel right so i decided to just like escalate it to it's just always a row of smileys and you have to pick the right one uh mm -hmm. as they come down and then the whole idea is just like oh it's just gonna get faster until the point to where you just get overwhelmed uh and you you know you just gotta kind of fucking go with it um and so i get that together and that, that, okay, now it's starting to feel more like a game. Like, there's there's something here. I'm still not 100% convinced on it. This is still, like, this is, like, day two, I think, where I'm still, like, I'm still not sure if this is anything I'm going to release because I'm not sure I see the value in it. Um, and so the uh, Sunday night, uh, I was just like, wait a minute. I know people that make music, and I don't know how this game sounds. <laughs> I don't have... I th this game doesn't have an identity yet, it, despite the fact that it's got a visual identity. And by this time, I had kind of like spruced it up. Like the smileys were like strobing now, and there were shapes bouncing around in the background. It was looking more and more like a game. Mm -hmm. um, but what really sold it was just like I, I, I was like got a wild hair up my ass, and I was like, I'm gonna talk to June. If there's somebody I know that like can like do things in a way that's gonna like be a maybe, it's gonna catch me off guard. So I just gave June a couple of ideas. I don't even know that I gave June a reference track uh, to work with. I was just like, what does this game say to you? Um, and I just let them work the way that they wanted to work. And an hour later, they get back to me with the theme that we used in the game. And when I put that in the game, suddenly it just <laughs> all clicked. It all made sense. I knew exactly the, the, the things that I needed to change um, to make it work better. I knew the right balance that I needed to, to approach it with. And... Um, the final piece of magic came, like, maybe 24 hours before the game was released. It, yes. almost released. it almost released without this feature, the key feature. The feature that I think makes the game is I added a bomb. Uh, that, like, like, when you use it, it blows up any smileys that are on the board, and it lowers the difficulty by 40%. 
Mm-hmm. So it's essentially like it's it's a way out. Like, oh, I can keep my run going. I can, it's a save. It's like okay. So when I put that in and started throwing it around the people, that's when everything clicked. That like when you when I started play, test playing it by myself and was like, oh shit, I died with the bomb. That's the worst feeling in the world. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, that was kind of, like, that whole journey of that, that game coming together uh, from, from this thing that, like, I was just convinced was, like, yeah, it's, like, a cute thing, but it's not really a game that, like, feels, like, substantial or meaty in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then, like, when it started coming together those last couple days with, like, the music and then, like, that last idea for, like, the bomb, it was just like, oh. There it is. Like this, this game now has it's it, you know a feel. It's got it's got a good gameplay loop to it. It's easy to come back to. It's easy to get addicted and want to do just one more <laughs> run. And I never thought I would be able to make a game like that because I always I've always really admired uh, score attack games. I've always admired really short form like, like Toby does these amazing like literally like ten to fifteen second games that can last up to a minutes just depending on your skill level. And like I've never, I never thought I'd be able to make anything even resembling that. Now I finally did, uh, and it feels really good. People seem to enjoy it. Um, Absolutely, you had so many people. A lot of score chasers. So many score chasers. When I was beta testing this thing uh, myself, uh, like I obviously had to be able to play it on the highest settings to make sure nothing would break. To make sure that like oh like to make Mm -hmm. sure the hit detection doesn't break on the paddle when things are going too fast because that's a thing. Like, you have to kind of, like, make sure, like, what's the absolute limit I can hit with this uh, without it breaking? And I had to get those numbers down and then play the game. And I was like, I I told myself that the only way I will make this the actual, like, final progression of the game is if I can last for 10 seconds. And I had to do that one. And I managed to do that once. And I was like, fuck it. That's the game. (laughs) There it is. That's the final progression. And then... The fact that there are people that are posting scores in the million, you know, over a million means that there are people that were playing at that level for a significant amount of time, and that breaks my head. Yeah. That's crazy. That's so good. That's so choice, Polly. And, like, something else Ghosty mentioned that, that it sort of reminded her of, and I, I and I'd never thought about it, but, like, I always kind of had, like, an admiration for these types of games, too, is uh, those, like, little Tiger LCD games. Um, that are yeah. or, or Game & Watch where it's like mm-hmm. it's this little game with very simple rules that's score based and you do a very simple thing and it's like yeah like I finally kind of did do something in that vein didn't I holy shit and it felt really good when I like I, I got to think about it afterward and be like oh shit like I, like I actually knocked down a lot of things that I wanted to with this game uh, despite the fact that it's so simple Mm-hmm. Um, and and despite the fact that it, it you know like I was going to just throw this away, this was destined to rot on my mm-hmm. hard drive. Like like I, I, I like if I had not shown it to John and he had not given me the feedback that he did, <laughs> I don't know that I would have released this. I think I it would have just sat there. Um, so yeah, like source your friends for advice on on your ideas because sometimes that'll be the thing that gets you going in the right direction because even though it still took me a while to find the way that i wanted to go with this game and to find the feel for it the things that john suggested were sort of like what gave me the vision to be able to kind of put it together uh like because it was just like a black screen with like 
red and blue smileys and, and a white paddle and ASDF. Like, that was it. It was very simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very prototypey, but it was also just like, it's kind of just an arcade game, really. Um, but when I started adding all the flourish to it and it started finding its identity, I was able to sort of feel the rhythm of the game more and understand how I wanted it to feel. And, like, that felt really cool coming together, uh, being conscious of it and just, like... I don't know how I keep accidentally making good video games. I guess <laughs> the long and short of it. Um, well, I guess that's a big fucking you. You start. I, go ahead. Go ahead. I've got such a big fucking smile on my face that makes me so happy to play in a part in this kind of process. Yeah, like I. Yeah, like if, if I had not like because I wasn't going to show it to anybody, and I was just like when because we, we were me and John had just watched a movie and we were just getting ready to mm-hmm. sign off, and I was just like. John, I just want to show you something. Let me get this. Like, I, I don't know why. I just couldn't let it go. But I was like, do you see anything here? And then, despite the fact they didn't really say much about it game-wise, what, you know, like, the, the presentation stuff is really kind of what helped me lock in um, the vibe and how the game mm-hmm. Because I felt like the game part of it was already, like, pretty much there. Yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you, Martin Scorsese. Yeah, yeah hey, thank you, Martin Scorsese. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> The Last Temptation yeah, of Christ. Are. The Last Temptation of Christ is still a very good movie. Yep, still very good. Well, I, I got to find out for the first time. Very good movie. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I, Polly, this was really delightful to watch come together. It was really and, and just very warm and inspiring. I really think that having the, the, the creative mode of like, I'm just going to make something and get it out kind of, kind of quick. I'm just kind of, I have this little idea. I'm just going to flush it out. Show it to a couple friends, fill it in a little bit, and then release it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's just such a cool perspective, and it's such a vibrant thing to be able to do in games that so many people are not. That it, just like so much of games are just like these extremely labored over years in the making projects, and it's just not. That's just not what games necessarily need to be. Yeah, like like. I always like want like like, like me creating games because look, I'm not I'm not a super genius coder. Like John's mm-hmm. John's seen my code; it's pretty fucking patchwork. My <laughs> my games operate almost exclusively on if statements, <laughs> and they work. So you yep. know what that means? That means you can go out there and make cool video games too. It's Ten thousand percent. It's not that hard. It's hard. Don't get me wrong. But it's not that hard to start getting your ideas out there if you want to. And, like, I can put a cool game like this together in five days. Like, that's pretty awesome. It feels really good. It's just really f- cool and thrilling. Mm-hmm. Like, ugh. It's just... I, I, I'm just very... I was just very moved watching this come together. It, it made me very happy. Yeah, like, um, this one is just... It's it, so it, wild. I, I, un, I, I unhid... Um, some games I hid for my itch page because I was like, no, <laughs> I don't need to. I don't need to filter. I'm not curating anything. This is just this is just games I'm making, and it's fun. Yeah. Fuck it. There you go. <laughs> Let the creativity flow. Yep. So yeah, if you want to play a fun little, uh... yep, I posted it in chat. Yeah, if you want to play a fun little uh, score attack game that'll make your eyes glaze over afterward, you feel a little weird <laughs> afterward, maybe. Check out Make you feel old. What? Make you feel old because your reaction time is shit. Yeah, it'll make you feel old because your reaction time is shit. Also, if you're on a 144 hertz monitor, uh, 
crank that down. Oh, no. to, crank that down to sixty because uh, for some Oops. reason. For some reason, Game Maker games, uh, they run at your refresh rate. <laughs> so a lot of people that played the game, they were noticing their scores were significantly lower than other people's. And this is not a thing that I know how to fix. And I don't know if anything exists in Game Maker to fix it. So if, nice. you, if, if you get ASDF and you've got a monitor whose refresh rate is over 60, bump that down to 60 to play ASDF and you'll be playing the right version of the game. God, that's fucking funny. Game Maker is just the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> I've had so many weird things between this and the Luigi game, and then yeah. like, and then and then Downwell. Uh, so many things where it was just like, what is going on? Why is this? What even is Game Maker? Well, they saw so they saw the issues you had with Luigi, where the game was running too slow. So they said, okay, we'll fix that. Now it's running too fast. Now it's running too fast. I want to see Luigi at 144. That would be pretty cool. The thing is, it doesn't do that with Luigi game for some reason. Oh, Somebody that's tried what it, I'm like, Beepner tried Luigi game. It's the same damn engine, same damn version, and Beepner is the one that had the issue with 144 hertz. So he played Luigi game, and it plays exactly the way it should. So I don't Weird. know why, I don't know why, I don't know why ASDF is the one that's getting hung up. On 144 hertz. This is the last game you want to be playing at 144 hertz. Yeah. It just starts at the highest B, basically. Yeah. Yeah, this is a game that God, we'll be seeing funny. some kind of follow-up in the future because it's been requested. Uh, I'm, not uh, yeah. gonna, I'm not jumping on it immediately. Uh, I'm going to let it sit because I don't know if I want to... I don't know if I want to improve on the idea and change the way a couple of things work or just kind of make the straight mm -hmm. sequel that I think people want. Um, <laughs> but I know that like, Paul, it's... Paul, he's just like, oh, he's just like, well, I, I don't, <laughs> I need to, I need to live according to my, I need to live according to my creative ideal. I yeah. can't just make the, the hack sequel. The, the masses are clamoring for. Yeah, like I've had a the bunch of people. Beautiful. I've had a bunch of people mention the way that they thought that that game was gonna go, or what they thought would. It, it's like I, that. Believe me, it was already in my head. I just didn't do it. Uh, so yeah, the sequel cool. will be called Quarty. <laughs> no, it'll be called Fart. You just type. You got to use the word. You got to type oh. it. That would be. Imagine how fucked up that would, that would be. be hard. Column one is F. Column two is A. Column three is R. And column oh, four God. is T. And if you did, uh, like, and, and like that would mess you up so much trying to play. Like, I I yeah. should have saved that for an April Fool's gag. Fuck. It's already Delete out this. there now. It's already out there now. I mean, it's an easy thing to make. I could still make it, but now I've just ruined it. And I like, change all the sound effects to farts. Go ask, ask June to put a bunch of farts in the in the music. See, Mousy Cake. Mousy Mousy this, Cakes, game, this game was fucking magical. Mousy Cakes in chat is a is a, is a kindred spirit because she loves farts too. So I, I think she would love this version of ASDF. If you if you don't love farts, I don't know what you're doing in this community. They're very funny. Louder for the people in the back. <laughs> y'all, y'all, Polly, I hit I. I my, I was on my second glass of wine during this segment, and I think it started to hit me. Uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> so I'm so I like it hit me like really hard when you said John made this. John made this. If, if I hadn't sent it to John, I don't know if this would have been anything. And I was just like, 
just like this big grin Aww. and like blush just like oh it makes what? me so happy well it's true it's true this game probably would not have existed <laughs> if i would not have sent it like i i don't know well, that I'm i would really release it i don't because i wouldn't have had that input i wouldn't have had the input that made me start changing things oh cool so yeah go play asdf i'm pretty happy with it uh, you can play awesome. that you can play that at socksmakepeoplesexy.itch.io you can find all my games there in fact all of my very yeah, you have games. you have a meaty fucking collection at this point. I was I think noticing you have, that, like when I you when have I, eleven games on there now. Yeah, like but like when you consider games that I've directly uploaded and games that I've worked on. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like uh, I was pretty shocked that uh, like wow, I, I've actually got a bit of a portfolio now, huh? I know, right? It's pretty badass. Like uh, it's all of us now. We're prolific. It's pretty cool. We're prolific. We're prolific. Oh. Every single member of the Sox cast has made multiple video games. Imagine if you had um, go, go more, back and more tell, than go back and tell more than not, I know it feels good. More than nine because that's the level where you—that's the level where you have a grid of three by three games on the on one of the itch formats. Mm-hmm. So, like for me, that's like oh oh, this person's released a lot. Oh, there you go. That's how you know that you you've got a creator that you want to stick with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, li- literally, like, oh, they've released, they've released like a dozen games. Like, okay, cool. That that's like, that that tells me that they are kind of on to some. At least they're on to something that works for them, and that counts for a lot. I think. Absolutely, yeah. Like I, like, I think that like I've reached that point where it's like I know the kind of things I like making now. Whereas I don't know mm-hmm. that I would have known that when I started making games like seven years ago, which was fun. Mm-hmm. I actually did a retrospective stream on. Uh, on where on how I got started in making games, and that was really fun. That was so fun to look, so to look back fun. at all that stuff. Uh, to brought out the classic clicky spitty farty ball. Absolutely, we broke it. I didn't so know you, did, you, you 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 fucking Pac Man end screened <laughs> that game. I could not believe that after after seven years that you can actually break that game. Never tried. Incredible. Not that that's a publicly available game that anybody could play. It's not even a game, but it's just funny <laughs> that like it's this thing that I made to learn Game Maker, and I found out you can break it seven years later. Mm-hmm. I think that's fucking great. Make video games, y'all. Play video games, y'all. I was on the toilet. Ah! <laughs> uh, oh my god! <laughs> All right. That's the content people are tuning in for. We were talking so much about liking farts, man. So, hey. Yeah, you did kind of start this one off with some real energy. Why did you? I, 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 just follow, I just follow the energy where we're taking us. I feel like, well, it's like, Polly can say whatever. But then John comes in with the put the put the balls in the asshole. And suddenly it's weird. Put the balls in the asshole. Put the balls. Uh. In it's the just very funny. Oh, I think that's a very funny image. In the asshole. Put the balls in the asshole. Oh, uh, balls. <laughs> Holly, I was inspired by our. I was inspired by our talk, and yeah. I, I rearranged my itch. You did. And you've got I, so I, many, and it's it's exactly four. It's four by four. It's so pretty. Oh, nice. No, no it's four by five. It's twenty. Yeah, it's four by five. I put I put nymphs, but this way I made the collection the main display and hid oh, all of the. Okay, I see what you're doing here. That's instead, smart. Instead, and I hid all the thumbnails. I was looking at your page, like 
Like, you know, you can, because like I was thinking like you could hide these and make the collection the main one. I didn't know you could do that. I could do that. You'll have to just show me that next time. Sure. It's super easy. All right. I'll show you. Cool. Polly's page is like triggering me because it's like eight instead of nine and then 11 instead of 12. Yeah. It's not (laughs) even either way. And now mine is, now mine is beautiful. So you just have to, when you make one game, you have to find four more to hide. That's true. You see, when it was three by three, it was easier because like it would just line up perfectly every third game. But now it's gonna be every four or games. Just, just make more games to even it out. There you go. I like that stuck. At the two flick games aren't right on top of each other forever now. <laughs> that was a weird. That was triggering something for me too. I was like, oh, oh, this is. Oh, I love this. I I have the CSS privileges. If you email their support, you can get CSS oh. rights turned on, so you can start making like weird custom tweaks to the page so that that's that's an option i can show you how to do that yeah too. yeah 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 yeah. that's something you have to have them manually turn yeah, on i'll for do you. that i'll, I'll hit them up for that and then you just show me what cool. you did uh, now i'm sad because i looked at my own page and it, it is also eight out of nine oh, oh just disgusting i mean i have a bunch of games i could upload there there you go i kind of want to upload my my first game the one i um have from 2009 um just just to kind of say fuck it to my sense of like propriety and yeah. curation just right. like no this is everything i really wish i had the game i finished in middle school but but i, I checked a bunch of thumb drives it is gone yeah. Ooh. So, so it goes mine was just oh there's a bunch of licensed like copyrighted music in all my old games oh yeah but, it's just, but i don't think they don't give care. a shit itch to itch don't care that's what I hate. You can do whatever. <laughs> like you look at Polly's page, it's just like the Mario game and the Luigi game. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of perfect. <laughs> and then Polly Dungeon right between. It's great. And then and then Flappy Bird. <laughs> yeah, you <need> that. <laughs> Battle to- just you beat just all of Battle Toads yeah. are- <laughs> Fuck, this makes me happy. But specifically Nintendo. <laughs> Nintendo don't play. Nah. Yep. What's let me find let me um pull this game up because um it makes me really happy. Um, it's right here. It's <laughs> Dismal Anhedonia Land, and the the opening of the page is cease and desist my butthole Nintendo. Yeah, I'm here for it. I mean, I did something similar at the end of uh, of, of Luigi floating on yeah. an egg. It's like all assets blatantly and unapologetically stolen from Nintendo. Good. The background image for this, um, R- I love this RPG Maker game, by the way. The background image for it is taken from one of my old blog posts. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. God, like this, this plays game. real well on an audio podcast. I think, I think I'm next. I've got a thing I wanted so, to share. So, John, what do you want to talk about? What do you I really would not have mentioned this because I forgot, um, but, but you talking about ASDF made me happy. I made a game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you did. I thought we talked about it, but I did this nine days ago. So I'm like, nope. Um, so my friend, my friend Drew, <laughs> made a drawing of a seal, a it's seal very, orb. It's a very silly seal. It, it, the, the original, it was a photo. It was a still taken from a. Vi- Drew took a video of a seal in the zoo. The friend went through that video and took a still. That uh-huh. made it look like the seal was just kind of like a floating orb because of the perspective. <laughs> and then Drew made a drawing of that seal, that still from the video. And then I and I saw that that seal. I was like, this is a fucking great seal. 
And then I, I wrote yeah. a little story in like an hour at work of downtime. And I just made this little story about the seal. And it was like when he posted it in Discord, I immediately captioned it with like, ah, <laughs> oh, hello, friend. You've traveled a long way, haven't you? Let us draft our bargain. And then I was, because that was the vibe it was sending me. Yeah. So then over like less than a day, I, I figured out a bunch of RenP formatting shit and then, and then turned it into a fucking game. Just a nice little 10 minute shit post. <laughs> it makes me very happy. I really like the stupid fucking seal. It, the, the seal is very good. <laughs> it's a very good seal. I wish that we're, there were a way for us to, in, in audio form, show people this wonderful seal. But Well, it's, it's in the chat. It's on my itch page, farawaytimes.itch.io. It's called A Cold Place. Um, and... This this speaks to my shitpost style, but the game itself is fucking completely dead serious. <laughs> it's like a 10-minute story that is taking itself just completely seriously. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And even in the moment while I was writing it, I was just like completely immersed in the fiction of just this of Letting this story. it happen, going with it. <laughs> Just like thinking through, like, okay, what is it? What is actually? What's the lore here? What's actually going on? And thinking through it, and then putting it in the game next to this fucking seal. It's perfect. It made me very happy. Um, I, I, I was gonna take a song from fucking um, shit. What's it called? The the the, the FromSoft game with the absolutely bizarre um, soundtrack. Fuck. What's it called? The Adventures of Cookie and Cream. <laughs> the Adventures of Cookie and Cream. It was probably I, wait, the is it that one? It was, it was Evergrace. Oh, oh okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Evergrace has an absolutely but I said it to an Evergrace track and it didn't feel quite right because it was um a little too loud. Right. And I said it to a uh, track by my friend Narf that I've been wanting to use for like four years and it felt great. And I was just like, so this was just Polly made a fun score attack thing and it brought her a lot of joy i made dark seal vn <laughs> shit post it is a and seal was, that you would want to ponder it was a very ponderable orb god damn it i didn't even think of that joke while i was making it a lot of it after talking to y'all could have just called the game um, ponderous seal um this is the first time i used the itch custom noun so I can make it a downloadable orb. <laughs> a downloadable orb. <laughs> it's very fucking dumb. It and is. I had the same I had the same moment as Polly where I released it like, is this actually something I can put out there? Seriously? Yeah, like <laughs> it's a weird feeling when you make something that weird and you're not sure. So this immediately got let's play. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. By you, which was delightful. I really appreciated your Let's Play, and I really appreciated your presentation. <laughs> also by a total stranger, who I assume was trolling the the, the itch visual novel tags for new content for their YouTube, which which, is, which looks very fun and choice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh fuck! I need to. I have two people who've YouTubed me in the last two weeks, and I I didn't have them on on hand. Um, I'll, I'll get that by the end of the segment. Um, and so she got to the end of the segment and then was just like, well, take from that what you're going to take from that, I guess. Her bewilderment oh, no. was fantastic. 
Because she, like, she just she wasn't commenting on the game. She was reading it. She was just reading through the visual novel, just letting it speak to people. But then, like, there would be little kit, <laughs> little differences in her cadence as she's just like perplexed what? by what she's just reading. What? <laughs> and kind of like what? Um, Blanco kicks on Twitter. I'll yeah. post that in the chat too. Um, and then getting to the end of it, like, I guess we made a bargain with a seal. <laughs> well, take from that what you're going to take from that. <laughs> it's such a good... And that, and that just made everything worth it. Just like, yes! That's exactly the energy that you want that game to to, to express. Because I watched that person play it, and I was just... Because I wasn't really sure. I wasn't really feeling like, what What did I make here? What, what even fucking is this? And then I watched the person play it and have that reaction, and I was just like, this was everything I wanted it to be. Life is good. I am so fucking weird. <laughs> God. So so thank you, Polly. Um, I immediately started working on a couple other things. I, wa- I, wa- I had another visual novel idea, and I walked around Chicago the cold Chicago streets, like 30 degrees at 10 PM at night, um, taking pictures of ominous, um, alleyways and part places in the park in the empty park. Um, cause I had a VN idea uh-huh. for it. I, I, for maybe whenever, whenever I get to that, but, but now I have those photos on hand nice. as just kind of raw material to play with. Um, just for a story idea I'd had for ages. So I was just like, and then I, and then I worked on another thing and I was just like, the, it, it's so fucking um, contagious, just like the creative joy, I feel like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that was absolutely because of playing a, a, from ASDF's journey. And it just that day, I think I started the SEAL game and then I finished it the next day. I was like, yes. Yeah, that that that, that, that came on the heels of, of ASDF pretty quickly. <laughs> Good vibes spread, God. people. Good vibes fucking spread. Take that spread. as a lesson. And then... And then and then Tom made this fucking amazing game that he's putting out soon. So yeah. got, I love Boy. my friends are all geniuses. Life is good. Um, I have one other fun thing, which is that I started Xenosaga. Yes! It's fucking, fucking great. Oh my so far. God. This game's opening this and like SMT Nocturne are probably my two favorite, like opening chapter RPGs, basically. Cool. Literally, I've been I played it like seven hours in the last like two days. Oh, it's, it's so good! It's just fucking stunning. It, it, it um, like it's basically like what if we took the first five minutes of Xenogears and then made that into like a whole long opening segment? So it's basically like three hours of just like people on a spaceship living their life, um. And doing like boring, doing like their regular boring office day to day, and then everything going to shit in the most spectacular way. And then I played like three or four more hours after that, and still good. And I'm just like so happy because there's like characters that want things and drive the story <laughs> forward <laughs> and make complex choices that are both good and bad, and people die and you don't expect it necessarily it's just uh, i'm just it's just all the shit i wanted that i wasn't getting and of course i'm fucking getting it from takahashi because every xeno game i played is great john is the chosen one (laughs) it can finally happen it can finally be the fan of all three 
I think you left off after the Margulis fight. Um, I played a little bit further after that. I, oh, I nice. spent so <laughs> right after that, Shion makes a bowl, a plate of curry for the commander. <laughs> yeah, for sure, go. And takes it to him on the ship. So you have this little model of her holding this plate of curry. Yeah, and you run around with you it. Are, and then you, I ran her on the ship for like 45 minutes because it's yeah. massive. Yeah, like just run around the ship. Like, going, down, going down ladders. Like going down ladders, answering emails. This girl's doing everything on that little PDA. And right before she leaves, he comment, the, the uh, Alan comments, um, Better get it to him quick so it doesn't get cold. <laughs> and then the whole time you're walking around the ship with the curry, it's, it's steaming, visibly steaming. <laughs> it's so fucking he's silly. Like, he's like on the bottom floor of the ship. It's like p- beyond an RPG dungeon with a bunch of treasure chests and everything. So you get to him. Yeah, it literally pays food. to explore everything. I found. I, I found. I talked to, I found a locked bridge and I talked to our robot and the robot said, oh, I lost my key for that bridge in the cabins upstairs, but I, you have to press Ode. And I went up to the cabin and I just press Ode around all the cabins and I found it invisible on a couch and I went down and I opened up the bridge, found the secret door, got a key to a different secret door. Just, <laughs> <laughs> curry. just you know, that's what you do when you're delivering curry. It's great. Like that, that game gets so much shit, and I think it's a fucking delight. You know, later um, in the game, though, when the courtroom second section, <laughs> they'll judge you for how fast you got the curry delivered. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> good joke. Um, so Co- Co- Cosmos is extremely cool, huh? God. Yeah, I was going to say also robot wife. She's coolness and what? Just the very embodiment of coolness. She's so cool, and it's not just because she's cool and hot; it's because she's also like fucking deranged (laughs) (laughs) yeah like it's and not like deranged as in like lisa from final from fantasy star online 2 she's deranged in the fact that everything is a logical like decision yeah Yeah, so like yes she is going to she is going to she is going to turn this dude into swiss cheese that is in front of her because it's more because that because because changing her aim would drop her efficacy by like eight percent and it'll make her less likely to save the people that her prime directive is telling her to protect. Yep. It's so choice. And she has another moment that you singled out with a window that's oh so good. Oh my god. Her, like, Cosmos meeting the Elsa crew is the moment in that game that I knew, like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is it. Like, I love this video game. Because they also make you love the Elsa crew immediately. Oh god, they're so fucking good. <laughs> yeah, moron. The guy's got like caught, got like warning boozer boozer cap on his, <laughs> he's on his, such a his drunk hat. he's a drunk dad <laughs> oh Captain um, Matthews you be you brilliant bastard I'm having a fucking ball with this and yeah. then it's got and then it's like is slow it's like that three hour chunk where you like walk, run around this giant ship and there's a bunch of these like dumb interactions like oh look i can just close this door for no reason and then a person that's right next to the door gets scared visibly scared by you closing the door (laughs) you run by one section and there's a big button and it's like oh this vents the airlock in this room don't press that you idiot (laughs) and you have all this stuff and then three hours later when all the shit's going down Oh shit! Oh, this is like now a dungeon, and it matters. Yeah, like it's I, so clever. The entire Wuglinde part of that game. If if 
if nobody likes anything else, I at least don't understand not thinking that that entire portion from the encephalon through uh, mm-hmm. f- through the, the the invasion on the Waglende. Like, I, if you don't like that, I don't fucking know what to tell you. It's fucking. I think it's my favorite Xeno opening, which is wild because Blades is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blade is basically the same thing, where it's like three hours of just la 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 living in this town, and then everything going to oh. hell in a really glorious way. <laughs> Um, it, it there, also has like the five minute cold open as well. Yeah, with yep. the action scene. Yep, this has that too, but except it's um, oh, okay, like um, four, and then it has the cold open, and then cut to space four thousand years, years later. Four thousand years later. That's the shit. How does Xenogears yeah. open? Doesn't it open with like an anime? Yeah, it opens with the and then uh, like four thousand years later. Yeah. Oh my yeah, god. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it does the same thing with the Eldridge uh, uh, and that like and that going down. Um, Xenogears opens with a spaceship and then cuts to being on a normal fantasy RPG. Mm-hmm. Um, this starts with like present day Earth and then cuts four thousand years later to being on a spaceship. Nice. Oh yeah, Taylor is right. Skip the Xenosaga anime. It is butt ass bad. Oh, I believe I, it. I've watched it. I do remember. I don't remember very much from yeah. it. I do remember that part with Cosmos refusing to change her aim. <laughs> so like they got some of it across. I just remember the gif of. Um, they didn't kill Cosmos the dude dumping. in the anime, though. Oh, really? Fuck. Oh. Okay, they did ruin it then. <laughs> yeah, like it's actually ruined. I mean, it's so cool because the way they, they set up that character with him being like out of his mind and like very. Over, he's like kind of painting himself as like I'm gonna be the villain later. So when he just dies, it's like, <laughs> oh shit, okay, all right, this is this is not this is gonna keep this is gonna keep me off kilter. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that gift from the anime where Shion just where um Cosmos just dumps Shion <laughs> in a trash chute. Shion in the trash chute. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> that was pre- that was pretty good. Um, I I am thoroughly delighted i love everybody there's an actual story and there's all this fucking xeno shit happening it cuts to like an ominous circle of politicians who are like oh, discussing yeah. the zohar a plan oh, no. the zohar project and i'm like yes has anybody has anybody said do yet Nobody said Udu yet. Okay, that's one you're going to get used to, too. The Zohar Project. Zohar emulators. Udu. Don't mess with the Zohar. Don't um, fuck with the Zohar! <laughs> no, stay away from that thing! The Gnosis are so cool. Fuck yeah, They're they so are. scary. I love they, the they way... They, I love the theming. It's so good. Mm-hmm. The Gnosis The Gnosis are just like these, these like translucent creatures that can interact with our world, but you can't affect them so you they're just shoot they're like ghosts basically so they're being shot at and it's just going right through them and then they'll just pick up somebody pick somebody up and just like smash them against smash their head into the thing and it'll be blood <laughs> bloody it's like actually really scary and good yeah um i remember something now me and polly figuring out that they're basically the noise from simple gear yeah <laughs> yeah that is a thing. It's a, there's like a similar thing where like they vibrate between dimensions. That's why yeah. you can't touch yeah. them normally. Good. I, I feel like I remember spirits with Final Fantasy spirits within being similar. Having I don't a remember. similar idea. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, this is this is just extremely dope. Um, the only I feel like the thing that would is going to turn people off here is just sort of the general vibe of how you play it. 
because it is very stripped down. Like coming off of Xenoblade, especially like you are walking around gray spaceships. Yeah. Thus far, I have exclusively walked around gray spaceships. <laughs> when I was when I was looking up a detail about emulating it, uh, I saw a game pack that that was just is this game just spaceships. <laughs> And I'm, I'm thoroughly braced for that. I'm I'm very at peace with that. Um, the the and there's just not like a a lot to do here. There's no there's not an overworld. You're not moving between big locations. Um, the the systems feel like kind of stripped down. Like it's still Xeno, so there's still there's still a lot of numbers and shit to manage. Oh yeah, and, yeah like yeah, a, yeah. a whole system with mechs. But like it's it's not a ton. Um, like it feel if and then the fact that you're walking around these places and there's no music, yeah. Um, pretty much all the story is happening. There's like extent like hour long cutscenes that they have like two checkpoint save points in the middle of. <laughs> um, like this is a specific presentation mode that you're either get that you might get severely put off by, and I would be like, yeah, it makes sense, but I, I'm vibing with it. No music um, is pretty killer for me, honestly. It's 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 wild though, because like you spend three hours on that ship at the start with fucking no music, and then the music starts and it's like, oh, oh shit, yeah, like that. You know, shit's getting real when the game does break out music for mm. when you're running around. Uh, <laughs> it's Half Life, basically. I, I mean, honestly, it's like that. I mean, it does start starts with like twenty minutes of day in the office, yeah, and then like goes it's to hell. Very similar. I fucking, I fucking love this so far. Um, it, I'm very. I mean, I mean, like the 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 really cool thing would just be if this was like my favorite Zeno thing, because I, I can I can see that the possibility of that, because like this feels a little bit tighter than what Gears was doing, oh, yeah, at least yeah. at the start. Um, it feels a little more purposeful and um, scripted here because Gears Gears is like one hour in this town and then everybody dies and it's like uh, okay <laughs> it's, a, it's a little it's a little bit like huh all right doesn't quite hit the same as Saga and Ge- Blade, Blade's opening yeah um, and then um, and then Blade is ultimately like a little a, a little video game it's not very it doesn't have a lot of the Xeno weirdness so. This 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 could potentially be sort of like like the 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 just right porridge, mm-hmm. um, but even if it's not, even if I don't like it quite as much as one or the other, like I, I'm I'm still very moved still by what this is land. doing. It's that's just the yeah. thing. Is I don't think that there's any way that this doesn't land. Yeah, like I said, every mm-hmm. Xeno game I've played is good. Has been good. <laughs> I I really trust this series at this point, which is kind of which which feels really good. Yeah. Um, th- this bizarre multi-corp mega series, <laughs> and just like Trails, it got really anime in the later entries. Mm-hmm. Um, also, every, every they have three different series that all play and look completely different, which is which is also yeah. a plus compared with Trails. And, the, and, 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 and with Xenosaga, it's literally three different games that look entirely different between each installment and yeah. play entirely <laughs> different between each installment. 
Like every oh, that's game. Oh, so cool! I didn't know that. Every game is a, just an entirely different experience. Like they they had to recast half of the actors for two. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Which is unfortunate. It really is. Yeah, the first one's dub is really good. It does hurt some things, but uh, the key players are still there. Uh, and then in three, they got everybody back. So. Oh, nice! Oh, that makes me happy. Yeah. Oh, that's makes- kind of unfortunate for the cast of two, though. It, was it like, is, what but if, what like, if you like one of them more? It was a weird contract thing, from what I understand, that mm-hmm. like some actors were with some agency at this at this particular time that were not letting them do bang zoom dubs. I think something like that it was a weird thing but they got it sorted for three and everything's back to normal yeah we lose Shion into uh her original oh. voice actress and and her Zenosaga episode one voice actress is real good she i love the dub in this game yeah, the dub's so uh, good and, and it, it like even like even when it falters in two like it still lands because there's still like the backbone players are still there making it work mm-hmm um, two is the one that did not have Takahashi directing, like really in the so, credits. Yeah. So that that and just knowing like there's a lot of issues with how that one came together. But you saying that at least the story holds together. Yeah. Like I'm very okay playing a, a shorter, a, a shorter, weirder kind of worse entry, and then playing one more complete yeah. banger to close it out. Yeah, Chaos I will say is, Chaos's voice actor uh, in two is actually way better. Uh, and he, he, he and they stick with him for three as well. So, yeah, <laughs> God, the new chaos cool. is so man. He's got such a great voice. Awesome, that's really dope. Chaos makes a very strong impression with that design, huh? Yeah, he does, <laughs> man. Just like yo, know, I got booty very shorts. Mega Man Zero. I got booty shorts and I can touch noses. What's up with that? Booty shorts and like full body tights. It, yeah, it actually, legit does look like a Mega Man Zero character. He does. And then and then in three they get Yuki Kaijura. Yeah. Just like is she only like, a three? I think I think in, she's two. Uh, she's, she does oh, the cutscene music. Two. She yeah. has a cutscene music in two, and then the game music okay. is done by somebody else. Interesting. Uh, nothing. Everything. Obviously, everything she touches is gold. Yeah. So. Yeah. Literally, literally, no exception. Yeah. Everything she touches is gold. So I, I will say I. Had wait, a moment, wait. <laughs> I, I will say I will There's say a like, joke in there. I'm sure. <laughs> She's she doing music. music. Oh, that's it. there it is. Yep. And I also and, associate with her with fate, which is oh yeah. Um, and Madoka, like fate, Madoka, sort of. Oh, wait, wait, like three bangers. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so I, I had a moment shortly before the podcast where I was like, I'm glad this is going to be 40 hours long because I, I, I will, I, I love this vibe mm-hmm. that much. So that that I never feel that I'm always like <laughs> like let's get this down. done. Let's get this over within twenty. I'm already thinking like okay, I'm twenty percent through. Like it, it doesn't mean that I'm not enjoying it. It's just like I, it's like yeah. reading a, re, reading a book where you're like okay, I'm, I'm this I'm out through. Um, so I, I was just very pleased by that by how this is project presenting and i like had stuff i wanted to do this weekend and instead i just played all of xenosaga and i do not regret it because i'm very tired and i deserve it um so far i've played all of it on the newest version of pcsx2 and it's worked completely smoothly like zero issues um so we we can want i can continue my streak of playing every single xeno game emulated <laughs> god um uh, oh, that's probably, good I, go ahead what about, what about the Two Xenoblade Two. 
Um, Xenoblade 2 is probably the one I'm going to break for that so I can yeah. play it, play it on like, the go. Oh, right. You're a big on-the-go gamer. Oh, Xenoblade 2 on the portable is pretty rough, honestly. If you care about resolution or frame rate, which may which maybe <laughs> wait, why would it be why would it be worse on the portable version? Why would why would the frame rate be worse on the portable version? I don't. I should say maybe it's maybe it's not. I think it's the resolution gets rough on that one. I just see endless bitching on reset error about that, and people are like, oh, oh Xenoblade Three, or it should be on the Switch too. Blah, blah, blah. It's gonna look like my dick's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like poop coming out of a butt donkey uh diarrhea dump out of a yeah out of its into my ear um so yeah that that's that's very funny i'm very excited to play xenoblade 2 Rhett, when xenoblade 3 got announced i was just like i felt really really warm inside i felt like oh oh i'm so I was happy they're like, making more xenoblade I was especially happy because I've, you know, played all the Blade games. Mm -hmm. That's the only one I really got into. I definitely started crying a bit at work. Like, yes. Yes. And it's coming out this year. Fuck. I forgot Holy about that. Shit. I love. I, lo I like when I, they I don't make you wait five years. They just, hey, it's almost done. Yeah, that's that's really that, that feels very professional. That's like, hey, we've just been chugging along at this. If we're we're feeling good about it. Now we're ready to do a release date this year. Yeah. Monoliths off seem just like pros to me. Like they just, um, like Xenoblade X was not a Takahashi game, and I still really enjoyed mm -hmm. it. Like I'm interested in checking out their other stuff, like Bait and Kaitos, mm -hmm. um, and their other cool stuff. That they've just done a lot of stuff that I, they just they seem like they make good games. I mean, you <laughs> could my... you could feasibly be the master of Bait and Kaitos. <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I'm. Not, I don't follow. Okay. <laughs> Peyton Kaito's beating. Like, is it? Is it a masturbation joke? Just, just doing the math yes, in my it, head. Yes, literally. <laughs> okay. The master of Peyton. <laughs> oh, oh, there we go. I just your I, joke I, was I, more subtle though. Yuki Kaijiro one and Polly's is just extremely. <laughs> well, I I, I missed the master, and I just was focusing on Peyton Kaito's, and I thought Peyton oh. like oh, um. So yeah, I'm just over the moon. I love Xeno. It's okay that Final Fantasy is bad now because Xeno exists and there's going to be another Xeno Blade. Yeah, right. I guess Final Fantasy is kind of bad right now as well, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I don't have there a was, lot of faith in 16. There was 10. People like that one. And 12. I want to replay 10. I'm pretty sure 10 is good and I still haven't played 12 and 13. Um, I talked with I talked with Frank um, about all this yesterday and um he pointed out that um he said some stuff about 12 that people don't get really specific about what they like about 12 and the stuff that frank specifically liked about 12 made me happy mm -hmm. just like uh, a lot of the stuff that is like this is kind of proto xenoblade and how it plays mm -hmm. makes oh, yeah. me like, yeah make me i mean that kind of is the vibe that i would give yeah that. yeah and i Paul's remember like and i don't want to play xenoblade <laughs> yeah there's a lot of discourse about oh it's an offline mmo cool <laughs> i mean i mean like that i'm also just like this is how night steel republic plays and Baldur's gate plays and all of these play like that's that was it that was a nor another style mm -hmm. um okay i i've talked long enough i just can't yeah. I, can, I just have so many positive feelings about xeno right Aww. now um and it's and it's very nice 
coming off feeling very very <laughs> disillusioned. So, Rhett, what else have you been up to? So, backtracking a little bit, you mentioned, oh, I'm excited for Xeno... I can't get... Xeno Saga to be 40 hours long. So speaking of long RPGs, Cold Steel 2, I started February 2nd. Yeah. It was going by Steam Achievements. I finished February 21st. So, like, 19 days. I have 68 hours played. <laughs> Woo! When I'm saying I went fucking ham on that one. You just went balls in. Yeah. I have almost 90 hours in Cold Steel 1. It is the longer game, but also I probably, like, got a little bored and maybe tabbed just away, tabbed away more a, often. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it is the longer game by a bit, but just just went so fast for Cold Steel 2. Almost too fast to where it was like, sometimes I'm having a hard time remember all that's happened in this. Because it's just like, I look at my screenshots like, wow, that was a lot of stuff that happened in one day for me when you play for like seven hours in a row. Hmm. Um, and then another game came out that I've yeah. also put. Um, let me check Steam right now. Oh, somebody else is playing it. I have 45 hours in this. <laughs> I am not anywhere near beating it. Uh-oh. Uh, we're, of course, talking about the other hot JRPG right now, Elden Ring. Oh, that <laughs> game. That little and thing. Elden Ring. That little thing? A little bit Two popular. sides of a coin. God, some my my Steam friends list is amazing. Bab Scriven has 77 hours played. General Ivan has 58 hours. <laughs> like, I'm not even keeping up with people. <laughs> Doctor Know it. Forty-two hours. Yeah, he's everybody about I'm seeing that. on my list right now is easily over the forty minute, the forty-hour threshold. Yeah, it's okay. So, <laughs> I feel like this game really just did say what it is up front. Yeah, it's open. It's open world Dark Souls. Like, there's just no other way to describe it. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about like catching up on franchises like oh john's playing all the xeno games i'm getting through all the trails games and i kind of like i've played all the yakuza games somehow and then i kind of realized oh right of us three i'm the only one that played dark souls 3 i'm the only one that finished bloodborne i'm the only one to play sekiro Mm -hmm. so like i clicked with those games from dark souls and i was just like okay i'm just gonna playing all of them now even even when i don't love them like sekiro which was a little bit different Mm-hmm. Like, this is just this franchise. Um, <laughs> and it is kind of weird to call it a franchise because they, like, they try to act like they're different things I, I like, uh, the most surface level. Yeah. I really want to keep up with these games, too. Like, even though I haven't, like, I want to yeah. kind of, at least with, like, Bloodborne, Sekiro, Elden yeah. Ring, like, the big, big one, the big new ones each time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think Dark Souls... Two definitely wasn't Miyazaki. I don't even know if three was. It might have been. But Elden Ring, like, Bloodborne, when that came out, people were kind of laughing, like, this is really just Dark Souls. But, like, that one was more... Thematically, it was different. Like, the setting was not the exact same. (laughs) And, like, it heavily focused on a certain style of play and really kind of stripped out all the magic, stripped out shields. There was, like, a joke shield. Mm -hmm made of wood it was really just like hey we're going to make cool action bosses that you have to dodge around and that's kind of the only style of play the game is going to support Mm -hmm. and then Sekiro went significantly further in that kind of direction of like hey this is a game about parrying yeah 
like that one very much has a lot of souls in it, but I think that that's kind of the one that feels the most distant because the combat just feels so different. And like that's the one I never beat because I just got exhausted by how hard it was. Because yeah. <laughs> you just have to have a rhythm with those bosses, and I I have no rhythm. Like I just I never understood what that game wanted from me other than perfection. Mm. So of the games that don't actually have souls in the name. So Demon Souls, Dark Souls 1, 2, 3, Elden Ring is by far the closest to those Souls mm. games. Mm. Like, it's got all the magic systems from those games that you may tend to ignore. Yeah, like, it's yeah, got... The UI is the same. It's so similar. <laughs> but specifically, like, the way it allows for all these different builds and, like, yeah. oh, I'm a magic <laughs> class, and you've got, like, the blue magic missiles. It's just... Or I'm a faith-based character, and I've got, you know, the clerical spells. Like, the Estus then, system is basically just Dark Souls 3. It's The Estus is exactly the same as Dark Souls 3's, where you have one that feels, heals HP, one that heals magic, and you can kind of allocate how many of each you take out of the same pool. Yeah. Like, this is so Dark Souls 4, basically. Other The lore, like, they got George R. R. Martin of... Game of Thrones to like assist them it's with so lore, which is so fucking funny because it really kind of feels like a Dark Souls copy pasta. Like, oh no! <laughs> like it's just it's the same style of like a lot of terms that you don't fully know what they mean, mm-hmm. kind of being thrown around. They talk about the shattering, like the when the world fell into ruin. You know, we've got to restore the balance of the Erd Tree, and it's just you it's know, just, just Mad kinda... Lib Dark Souls. Yeah. Yeah, not whatever I said. Well, to be fair, that tree is very pretty looking when you see it in the trailers and everything, just like even in gameplay when you look up at yeah. it. It's very pretty. There's actually a bunch of small... There, there is the one huge tree. There's a bunch of smaller ones. So there's mm-hmm. kind of golden trees all over. And every time I see them, I go, huh, Yuki, you in a reference? <laughs> Which yeah. no one else is going to get, but it's funny to me, goddammit. I appreciate it. There's golden trees in that... <laughs> Yuki Yuna is inherently funny because of its bizarre, because everything is being yeah. so weird about it. So, yes. Yes. So, Elden Ring is open world Dark Souls 3. Or, well, I guess it kind of is specifically Dark Souls 3. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of systems in this, like, kind of, it feels like the culmination of everything they've been putting together in the other games where, like, there's a little bit from this, there's a little bit from that, but it, primarily Souls games. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure how I feel about this one so far. Like, obviously, it's good. It's fun to play. The open world, I think, is starting to kind of, as people hit, like, the 40, 50-hour mark, the open world may not be the greatest thing because it's... The game feels a little diluted. Mm. We're like, instead of this one extremely tight world that Dark Souls has where everything is connected in really cool ways and you're like you're just traveling from one place to the other like oh what's over there oh it's the castle and now I'm underground you know now there's mm-hmm. like this whole underground village here and oh god fire dungeon like everything's com- connected and very vertical like it's a really cool space to explore mm-hmm. a lot of Elden Ring is <laughs> the worst parts are just you're riding around and hey there's a cave over there and you fight through like three rooms of enemies 
and then there's a copy pasta pasta at the end. That's the worst of it. But like when the quality of content kind of varies so greatly, it just makes the whole thing feel very uneven. Right. Because mm-hmm. yeah. once, because the first few hours, actually, I think the first few, two hours were kind of dull for me because I didn't find anything. Like I walked right by this real obvious cave because <laughs> I know exactly where I went at the start, and then I watched a VTuber play it and find this thing, and I was like, "Wait, what? There's a thing there? I was looking." <laughs> it's like a, like sometimes if you see a shadow, it's actually a cave or something. Right. But the first time you see a certain like style of enemy you're like oh this is a uni- unique boss that only is- exists here and i'm you know i found this and then you see that that enemy type again later in the game you go oh this is a template shit <laughs> so like there's a lot of small caves there's a lot of like small catacombs which are very similar to the uh the chalice dungeons in bloodborne and that's another thing is that they've kind of dipped their toe into this as well before with Bloodborne, where Bloodborne has like this whole optional chalice, chalice dungeon thing, but those were literally randomly generated dungeons. So like, of course they were kind of copy pasta and like had kind of generic bosses at the end because they were literally being generated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas when this does it, these are all like specifically crafted encounters but they're still kind of like putting together and like the dungeon, the catacombs in this are like way smaller than anything in Bloodborne for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like really kind of basic. And so it's just the good stuff in this game, like the real like big set piece moments are as good as like the Souls games generally are. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't hit those highs as constantly because this. Seems to be an unbelievably long game if you want to see everything, which I do. Mm. <laughs> like, like the whole thing of like, in Dark Souls you kill like the four lords to get the souls or whatever yeah. to unlock the final boss. This mm-hmm. has like the six things you want to kill. I've done two oh, in yeah. forty-five hours. In forty-five, yeah, I was about to say. Jeez. So, so people like unironically joking, like, is this actually going to take like one hundred and fifty hours? Is this game that long? And I, I know people have beaten it so far, mm-hmm. but this one seems like a big boy, for sure. Be a chunky boy. Yeah. There's just so... I will say, the one good thing about like the open world is that you don't have to bang your head against this one challenge that is in your way. Yeah. like mm-hmm. I think that's what really kind of drove me nuts about Dark Souls 3 at times, was like it's probably the most linear path of all of them. Mm. So it's like, if you can't beat this one boss, there's nothing really else to do besides grind for a bit to level up or just keep fighting it over and over and over. Mm. In this, it's just like, hey, you can go anywhere. <laughs> like, And the horse especially, like you can just run pretty much every, almost anywhere right at the start, which is kind of crazy. That is and cool. Like, and like... I find myself having to break out of patterns that Souls gets me in of like, oh, don't summon, don't do this, don't do this, because that's cheap. You want to play these games fair. And like, I still don't play online. I won't summon like other players, but anything else is fucking valid. Because there's a whole system in this one that's new of uh, like summoning ghosts to help you fight. And some people being like, oh, that's cheap. And I'm like, 
it's a huge system of the game. Like one of the main like loot items that you're finding in these dungeons are summonable spirits. Yeah. <laughs> like you got if you're not using them, like you're just massively crippling yourself. So don't so don't complain that the game's too hard if you're ignoring like this system. And like they're pretty expensive. Like I'll use like all of my MP summoning like one character to help fight. So they better be useful. Yeah. And that seems like it sounds like this is um it sounds like a lot of like when we said when they announced open world souls there was a lot of yeah. groaning in my in in my spheres yeah um and it seems like this is still very good and considered it's just yeah. also there is also going to be some of you know what people were dreading which is just like it's it's, it's yeah. an open world game there's going to be this you're going to have those faults that come with an mm-hmm. open world game Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very similar to, I think, to Breath of the Wild having shrines be the main yeah. thing that you find around the world yeah. and, like, those getting kind of fucking repetitive, even if they're all technically unique. You know, there's only so many ways you can make, like, the same thing interesting a hundred times, yeah. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not that there's nearly that number of caves or crypts in this, but, like, those feel so much more basic where, because Souls doesn't have a lot going on besides the combat. Does Souls ha- does Elden Ring have like a twenty second load time going into and out oh, of the caves? Thanks. No. Th- all right that's, then. That's that's all I need. <laughs> yeah, good. true. It's all seamless unless you fast travel, and you will be that fast traveling a lot. But worst thing with the with the um, with the yeah. shrines, it was so rough in Breath of the Wild. <laughs> the load times in that were pretty bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's something about this game that's obviously going to keep me playing till the end, and like. It is super cool, like, when you're on the top of a mountain looking off and seeing, like, the whole world you've explored and all these castles and stuff. But cool. also, boy, they, they keep kind of going back to the same theme, though, of, like, these ruined castles, you know, with the soldiers kind of in shambles and, like, dragons and giant great swords. Like, they may as well just get the Berserk license, please. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. They, just, they just want that so bad. <laughs> just make a Berserk they- game. I feel they just straight up have a lot of assets from Dark Souls in here, which great. I mean, I'm pretty sure I got the Zweihander. I'm pretty sure it's the exact same animations and sound effect. Like the sound effect is definitely the same. I know what that thing sounds like. <laughs> you spent Good. like a hundred hours using that damn thing. So. Yeah. I will say uh, that's not actually my main weapon. Ooh. I have a punchy fist that I really like because it yes. sets things on fire. Oh, hey, that's a good combination of things. Punching yeah. them and then they sit on fire? Yeah, I'm here for that. The fucking L2 on it the, that uses a little MP is mm-hmm. this flaming uppercut that it's really slow, but if it gets off, it does a ton of damage and then it does to fire AoE. It just, like, the whole, it shoots out fire and then the fire starts raining down in the area to do, like, little bits of damage to anything, any remotely near me. Mm. It's very funny. Mm. Like, th- there's a lot of cool weapons, so I'm trying to not just be like, I use the Zweihander and the Zweihander only. Like, that, that's too boring. I'm trying to, you know, experiment a bit. Yeah, yeah. Like, I made a halberd thing that naturally had causes poison, or it causes bleeding, so I put poison on it, so it does two status effects. Oh, it shit, yeah. It fucked up the set. It immediately fucking destroyed this one enemy I was having trouble with. I was like, <laughs> okay, you're in the rotation now. <laughs> I, I played Demon Souls and Dark Souls before playing Luca, so I did not, you know, do parrying. 
and now mm. I understand parrying. So now I'm like, now I'm ready for like Bloodborne and to try and to try out these other builds and whatnot instead of just you know getting the biggest sword possible and then the heaviest yeah. armor and then tanking my way through these games. <laughs> tanking in this one is uh, there's one system I really like where after you get a hit with an attack and you block it with your shield, you can do an R two attack that changes to be like a heavier, quicker version. Oh, cool. So, so it's like it makes tanking a little bit more dynamic and interesting than it has been before. Cause you're g- trying to get that quick counter off. Cause that counter does immense stagger damage. Good. Like if you hit with it, the enemy is just fucking done. But then I've had enemies start doing it on me. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I want to play. I want to play bloodborne so bad, right? I'm, yeah. I'm feeling it. It was like that or Xenosaga and Xenosaga mm-hmm. won out and I feel good about it, but um, I really want to play shambles. bloodborne. What happened? To <laughs> I, I, that was number three. It was like, oh, yeah, start doing Echo three. I, I want to, I know, I know episode three is really good. I'm really excited. Three might be the best one. I believe it. I'm excited. But right now, you know, you, you got to answer yeah. the calls you're given. Yeah. So it's like, okay, obviously I really like Elden Ring. It's just, there are some moments of it where it's like exploring kind of generic caves. It's just like, eh. Mm-hmm. Like not every moment hits these highs, mm. but at the same time, it's kind of nice having like, hey, I can just come to content way over leveled because I fucked around in the open world for so long. Mm-hmm. Like there's was somebody going to say something. I was just thinking there's not there's no quest log and there isn't like a massive yeah. thing of a bunch of icons in your on your map. Like, yeah, you have to put icons on yourself. There are quests. Cool. Characters will tell you to do things. You just got to write it down and take a screenshot and remember. It's very right. funny. It just does not help you in ways that are extremely good. Good. Cool. Like I, 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 when I, I saw that there was a map, I was a little bit like, huh. But I think it, map, this yeah. kind of game, it's probably pretty important to at least have that much. I like. I actually really like the map because the map will kind of kind of be like, hey, looks like there's something over there. Maybe I'll put a little pin down like in Zelda and walk over there. And Oh, there was a thing. Cool. Like, it doesn't explicitly guide you to stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you see an interesting thing that, that looks like something on the map and you go check it out. Cool. I think the sillier thing is that in gameplay, there's always a compass on the top of the screen and that yeah. feels so funny. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Like, you can turn the HUD off entirely, but I don't want to do that, so there's always a compass because, like, it has kind of a, you know, auto-adjusting HUD, but, oh, you're always moving, so the compass is always going to be there. That is that is kind of yeah. weird and funny for Souls. For Souls specifically, because there was a screen, somebody made an edit a while ago of, like, modern-day Bloodborne would be, like, quest logs and compass and map and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, don't worry, like, someone made a new one of those for Elden Ring. Because yeah. Elden Ring is, like, the halfway point already. We're actually having a map, even though the map's not on screen all the time, thank God. But like the compass is kind of funny. Yeah, I'll pull. Up, I'll pull up this um pick for y'all because it's pretty. It's very choice. I'm just, yeah, I like this game. I'm just kind of wondering how it's gonna all land at the end. Mm-hmm. After Will 150 be, hours of oh god, I'm wondering how it'll how it'll stack up to the best open world AAA open world game I've played, Xenoblade Chronicles X. You played Breath of the Wild. I what did happened? play. Hey, Rhett. I did play Breath of the Wild. Xenoblade this, X is good. Okay. Wasn't top 10 of the year, but, you know. 
Yeah, it's better than fucking Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I'm just saying this this one does feel like specifically made for me because I loved Breath of the Wild, but I also played it on the hard mode only. Mm. Yes. So this, so this is like, hey, hard mode for you. Open world hard Dark Souls, you know. There's some moment the thing about the bosses in this one is like they're so f- the story ma- the main story bosses are so fucking crazy so far. I saw, saw people like freaking out like this is you know boss that has five hit combo string and no stagger and no way to get close to them dialed up to twelve, <laughs> and it's just like yeah, this is why the game has extensive sim system a system for summoning because. You, you ain't getting close to that boss with a shield because yeah. they will just hit, 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 hit. Oh, you're dead. Like, they will break through you. But if you can have your little jellyfish friend take a few of those hits, get behind the boss with a Zweihander, and maybe you've got a chance now. <laughs> like, it's it's real fun having distractions in there. Good. I do, I do think some of them might be a little strong. I have two archers right now mm-hmm. that just... They have four arms. They shoot arrows very fast. <laughs> so, like, I've had them just kind of not quite kill bosses entirely by themselves, but do significant enough distraction and damage to where I didn't have to do a whole lot. Cool. But again, I'm playing by the rules that the game made. I'm not cheating. This one definitely got me back to Dark Souls 1, like, win by any means win necessary. Win by like, any means necessary, there you go. Of like, hey, there's an enemy over there. Am I going to jump down? No, I'm going to fucking pull out my crossbow. Hell yeah! And then the enemy jumps to the left as soon as I shoot, and I'm like, oh, okay, they thought of this one. <laughs> he doesn't just stand there and take it. A lot of stuff still stands there and takes it, though. <laughs> God. This- Are you killed a dragon with 200 arrows? No, the okay. One cool thing that this game has is open world dragons, which again, you know, of course. Mm-hmm. But you you got the horse now, so you ride around fighting a dragon on the horse, swinging around the Zweihander, while they're just doing the biggest AOEs because you can run away real fast on the horse. It's very fun. It's very stupid, but that's another thing is like anytime you're outside, just fucking fight on the horse because you're so much stronger. Like you swing so much faster. Yeah, can the can the horse double jump? Yeah, and the horse can double jump. Like it's, <laughs> it is so fucking video gamey. Good. The horse, you dash and double jump and get to places you don't think you should be. There was like a fucking jumping puzzle on a tower that I scaled. I was like, this is yeah, this is so like. Remember going back to the asylum in Dark Souls how mm-hmm. bad jumping felt in that oh, game. yeah, yeah. So the fact that they made jumping feel really good in this is like, oh, thank God. And that's one of those things where it's like, all oh, right, Sekiro had a jump button. Like, they are taking things that they've learned from past games. Cool. It's very funny, though. You can jump and then R2 on the Zweihander and just <laughs> fucking crush stuff. Nice. Because, like, I... that attack... Yeah. Go ahead. It's like that attack has to come out b- before you hit the ground, so... Suddenly, very fast. When I was um, at work, like like t- 
Tuesday or Wednesday, I was like walking up and hearing coworkers excitedly talking about Elden Ring. And the very funny thing is that it sounds like a fake video game in a sitcom because they're like saying, (laughs) oh, yeah, you fight the blood hell knight. And then behind them, there's this cave and that leads you to to the lady who (laughs) and that's that's as much as I picked up. And I was like, that sounds like a fake, not real video game. And I'm here going, yeah, I did that part. Yes. Because the lady gives you half the medallion that you need to operate the grand lift. <laughs> I think he literally said the blood hell knight. I, can't I don't remember. That's the problem. It. I don't remember a lot of the actual bosses because they're either the story bosses that fucking kick your face in 10 times mm-hmm. or they like they're the kind of the generic ones that you beat on like the second try at most. Mm-hmm. Like there is such a gap for some reason. Interesting. Like, the main path stuff is fucking rough. <laughs> it's funny watching streamers just try to beeline that stuff though and fight like a boss I fought at level thirty at like level eleven and being like, no, no, what are you doing? There's if you just go south, there's like thirty hours of open world content. Please don't grind <laughs> against this boss right now. I think that people are stuck in that yeah. Dark Souls mentality, and they're not like. Yeah. They like the idea of the open world, but they're not embracing it because they get to a mm-hmm. challenge and they go Dark Souls mode and think, oh, like, well, I can't yeah. give up because if I give up, I'm a pussy and I'm a bad gamer. Yeah. So when in reality, these games have always been like, oh, yeah, you come back here later when you have like 20 more levels and then you kind of steamroll them. Yeah. Like that was my back. That was most of my end game Dark Souls and Demon Souls. Yeah, like I did that I a think... lot in Dark Souls. Like, but like, obviously, like when you get to like Dark Souls 2 and Dark Souls 3, yeah. that you can't do that anymore because it starts getting yeah. way more linear. I think Dark Souls 1 in particular just wasn't balanced that well. Yeah, like it was, it's, it was mostly an accident that Dark Souls 1 yeah. ended up the way that it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's like unfinished stuff towards the end. Yeah, there's like a dragon can... ass that you can just like. Literally a dragon butt. You can just the dragon it, ass is so funny. You just stab the dragon ass and it just like, whoop. like they just move it up. <laughs> it's so dumb. Like that game was just an like, accident. Yeah. That game was not supposed to be what it ended up being. Yeah, I think it's that really cool and dope that From just has continued yeah. making their weird ass games forever, yeah. and like it's still there's a, there's an element of lameness to it being like oh yeah they're they they have kind of capitulated to this larger design trend in triple mm-hmm. a games but it sounds like they're still like at least you know making their own thing in a lot of ways yeah yeah this is still in a lot of ways a very dark souls ass dark souls game it's to me it's the funny thing of hearing like oh my god your co-workers are talking about this like it's gone mainstream like yep. this is the big triple a game of the six month of period. the moment is the is the souls game and that that just makes me happy because souls is fucking yeah. great yeah it's There's, nice that it's nice that there is like a big triple a dev that like makes these hard fucking games yeah and doesn't apologize constantly for making a hard game yep which makes people mad, of course. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh boy, yeah. I don't need Fuck. any of that discussion. I did no. Anytime it started crossing my fucking timeline, I'm just muting everybody that's talking about it. I don't want to yeah, no, fucking good. hear it. I don't want to hear it. Oof. <laughs> so, Polly, yo, I took I took a while there. So, um, did you do anything else? Yeah, I did a couple of other things this weekend in so, particular. So. You know, okay, well, 
it's a tale of of, of of two games really it's a tale of two 10 hour mm-hmm. experiences um, sometimes when you're not in the greatest mind state uh, we, we turn to media um, and sometimes we make decisions and our friends we don't let our friends know we're making a terrible decision mm-hmm. um we go in and we start doing things and we, we hmm. know we probably shouldn't be doing, but it's just because, because but, but because that weird mindset you're in, you're like, well, maybe there's something here. I'm going to be the one to break through and see it. Uh, I played almost exactly 10 hours of Genshin Impact. Oh, yes! I, yes, I forgot about this! Yes! Uh, for some reason, and I, I, I can only attribute it to just being in a really bad state of mind for most of the, <laughs> oh, last, God. For most of the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, early last week, I downloaded and installed Genshin Impact, got an account, and started playing it. Um, just because, uh, I mean... Maybe there's more to it than the fact that it's just a lot of great horny character designs, right? <laughs> Maybe there's more here to it. Um, and, and it was uh, it it swept the 2020 waifu of the year category on our award fucking show. Fucking yeah, yeah. It's just that's that we stop we've stopped doing that category. It is the lifetime winner for in perpetuity. Yeah, yeah. So so last, yeah. So yeah, I, I started playing it. Like, and it's kind of like, yeah, like, it's exactly what a lot of people say is on the 10. It's, like, fucking Breath of the Wild, but it's, like... <laughs> God, Breath of the Wild coming up a lot now. Yeah, fucking like Breath that, of the it, Wild. It, but this it, one literally looks like it. Yeah, it looks like Breath of the Wild. It's got a similar stamina meter. It's got the climbing. It's got everything that's just kind of... <laughs> odd. I've not played Breath of the Wild. Um, After this experience, I wish I would have just tried that. Uh, instead, um, but I mean, to, to make a long story short, I don't like the game. I, I like ideas that it has. I think that while playing the actual game part of it, I liked a lot of what it was doing where you have control of four characters and you balance the way elements are and you use like Mm -hmm. elemental, you use elemental abilities to inflict certain statuses on enemies and then chain that with another character's abilities to exploit it. Like, I'm going to make an enemy wet and then I'm going to change to the electric girl and I'm going to shock the piss out of everything. And they have <laughs> moments set up like that all over the world where there will be enemies just in these big bodies of water and you can just switch to the electric lady and set the whole fucking place <laughs> off. That shit feels dope! It's incredible! Like... They do a lot of good. Uh, they do a lot of good work in that game of making it feel super cool up front, um, mm-hmm. and, and, and the production values speak for themselves. And and, and like the yeah, dub is ju- the dub yeah. is just so ridiculously good. Uh, like, there's a reason this game is popular. I get it, but the thing that like just kind of started pulling me out of it was when I started seeing the way that like the way that the gotcha elements kind of play into mm-hmm. everything that that game is where, um, and, and like RNG being the determining factor of, well, I can't upgrade my weapons right now because nothing is dropping the thing that I want. Uh, so mm-hmm. I can't make meaningful progress. Um, mm-hmm. and, just in general, the idea of just like they like the 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 gotcha rates in this game are absolutely terrible. 
Um, mm. They do surface them. How honest they are about them, I am not sure. But it's just like, I feel, maybe it's just me, that it's real dumb to make me play a video game where it's just like, look, I started playing your video game because I just wanted to play with one character. <laughs> and you're not giving her to me for out of the gate, so you're going to make me work for it. And then I looked at the, 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 the rates at which that character can appear and it's literally 0.6% on a paid uh, fucking poll. I, I like Ooh. buying things and getting the thing. That's me. And that's a big Maybe problem. I, with, yeah. That's a big problem with Genshin Impact is that, like, okay, for all the cool stuff you're letting me do, you're not letting me do it with the things that, the, the way that I want to do it, the reason that I came to your game was because I wanted to play as Mona. The reason, you know, like, yeah. I, wanted, I want to play as all these characters that are I'm horny for, okay? Let's just be real. <laughs> okay, we're just taking the mask off. Let's mask yeah. off. Let's just go Absolutely. I was like, good. her name is Mona, Polly. It's like, and fine, you're giving me good characters. I think they're cool too, but they're not why I came to your game. Um <laughs> And then, so it's just like the, the abysmal rates of pulling anything you would ever want. Just, it's just like, and the fact that it's all tied behind money or these rare, yeah. like, like you can feasibly get the item used to summon characters, but again, with, without paying into the system. But when the rates to get a character are 0.6%, oh. that feels really stupid to me. So it's not just getting the item, it's getting the item like 30 times. That, yep, yep. You gotta get the <laughs> item at least 30 times to have a... Oh. So I think somebody said to to, to pull a, a Mona that's worthwhile uh, to and to get her all the stuff she needs to actually be a oh decent character, God. it takes like $400. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> like, like, as people... As we grow up and like gripe about like sixty dollar games and now seventy dollar games on PS Five, like the idea that these gotcha numbers get so fucking insane so quickly, where it's like fifteen bucks for like a point zero six chance is like what? Yeah, like, and I have a friend that literally pulled her on a free pull and and just out of nowhere. Oh. It's like, oh fuck off! <laughs> give me your account. Just give me your fucking account. <laughs> You're not playing the game. God, but it's just, but yeah, like, I get to a point to where it's just like, if I'm not playing as any of the characters that I want to fucking play as, and, like, I really hate the fucking grind that is trying to upgrade yeah. equipment, it's just like, and it's all predicated on, like, getting extra character, like, getting extra copies of characters mm. so that you can add even more bonus shit to them. It's just like, it's one of those, and it's just like, yeah, yeah, like, fine, whatever, like, it, you had a chance. I, I, I gave it 10 hours and it was just like, yeah. I don't think that like, if you have goals and things that you want to play Genshin Impact for, you can't play it free to play. You absolutely can't because you're, the odds of you getting the things you want are so low. You have to pay into that system. Like, and I don't think that like them giving you the pittance of characters that they give you uh, is enough to float you by, to keep you excited for what it's doing. Um, mm -hmm. There were things there that I liked, but unfortunately, it's just like, yeah, like, if this was a, a, a cool single-player game, 
we'd probably get along. And the cool, th the cool thing is, like, hey, you know what? Scarlet Nexus uses a lot of these same ideas of, of, of mm. uh, abilities interacting with one another and you having to strategically use them. So, hey, maybe that's cool. the ticket. Maybe I'll just look at Scarlet Nexus again uh, at some point. Yeah. Um, I, I remember that when uh, Genshin Impact came out, like, late 2020, like, seeing people who were buying into the gotcha still, like, upgrading is fucking insane. Yeah. Like, I don't ancient sin but like it sounded bonkers at release of like i don't want to get new characters because they're so insanely difficult yeah. to gear up yeah like you can't mm -hmm. like like just like getting mona is not going to be good enough because you're not just get just feeding her levels isn't going to be good enough to make her worthwhile yeah. you need to get mm -hmm. all of the fucking right materials to upgrade her in uh, the right way to make it ag to make her actually viable so it's just like God bless you if you like this garbage, but I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry you like bad video games. It's so rough when you think, like, oh, God, please, this cannot be the future of AAA games where they're just, like, asking hundreds upon hundreds of dollars from you. And that That's really what it seems it's going for. And if Genshin Impact can be as successful as it is then like clearly it's like scary. It, yeah like it's obviously working uh, <laughs> I like mean this... Korea basically stopped making single player yeah. RPGs commercially yeah. in favor <laughs> yeah. of making MMOs and gotcha games yeah like that 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 happens like it's not completely stopped like Witch Spring was a Korean mm -hmm. RPG but mm -hmm. I think it's it's definitely possible yeah. the the things can go that way things can break that way yeah, Genshin Impact was like an extremely, extremely expensive game that made its money back like very quickly. Oh yeah, yeah. like within a weekend, like that game just fucking took off. It got catapulted yeah. to the moon. But like they put such money into making it, and then they were fine immediately afterwards yep. after it came out. Yep. Like there's a lot there that I I see potential in, but it's just like wow, this could this could have been a real slick <laughs> and pretty awesome single player game. But then it would not have like served the purpose it has for no. existing. No, the purpose it serves to exist is to extract money from people's wallets in a very gratuitous, aggressive, and aggressive yeah. way. I mean, you have a character literally named Kaching. <laughs> That's pretty funny. The um, apparently in Honkai Impact, they like the characters like um the 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 gotcha stuff winds up existing on like. Uh, you, you use the gacha characters and like all this side stuff, but then you have predetermined parties for the main mm -hmm. quest, mm -hmm. which is also just like, then, then what the fuck are you What's doing the here? Point? <laughs> yeah, like if you're not going to be able to use the shit that you just dumped so much money into, what's the fucking point? God. So I it's remember just seeing like, deeply funny that these things exist. Yeah. I remember yeah, seeing right? funny screenshots of Genshin Impact where like, character is in your party and then character is also an npc talking to the, themselves yeah, in yeah. the world uh, like just two exact monas talking to each other yeah yeah you, you i've seen plenty of that like like let, let that shit go like we know you you don't care about immersion in your game world it's fine yeah fine. i i resisted playing genshin when fischl was free yeah and, very, and i knew that if i could survive that i'd be fine yeah, but apparently, see, that's the thing is like that's the it, say I did download it and then it's like oh, but now you need another copy to make her strong. Yeah, or whatever. like that's the thing like, is it always comes down to needing to feed characters to characters to like you need yeah. multiples of something. 
Like it always, you, it's never it's just the, enough. It's never enough to just get the character you want. You have to roll it like a hundred times. I'm so glad the Simple Gear mobile game was really easy because it had the same systems of like, oh, if you want this character level five, you need to, you know, you need five copies of each character to smash them all together yeah. to make a max level one. Like, oh, okay. Blah. I, this was similar to my Honkai experience, was just which was just like this was breathtakingly gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I saw this animation and I wanted to cry because mm-hmm. it was so pretty. All of the girls are are <laughs> extremely pretty. The people making this series, the people making Genshin and Honkai Impact, the artists behind these character designs have 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 perfected the art of alluring female character designs in a way that literally nobody else has which is which is you know it's something it is it's something <laughs> but then then i i played honkai for about 10 hours too and mm-hmm. just like it it, it it just felt like noise like it, there was no there was never a point where i like actually got hooked into the story because mm-hmm. it just felt like fucking noise mm-hmm. and even and also Hunkai somehow had like three times as many systems as Fate Go, and Fate Go has already got to trash. Oh God. <laughs> like this is the this is the bizarre thing about Mihoyo is that I played it and then I went back to Fate Go, like, this is actually pretty well made and considered, isn't it? Oh boy. <laughs> like like I, I kind of understood like after after diving into the systems in Honkai, it's just there's just not a good logic there. It's just like so much cotton candy gibberish. Yeah. And it, it's it was really disappointing because that game was so I was so here for it. And also instead of being like Breath of the Wild, Honkai Impact is it's like Devil May Cry. Yeah. Which is a lot more exciting. That is, yeah. Yeah, that it is. That it is. I I, I was having a good time. It just wasn't good. Through, I was having a good time looking through uh, Genshin Impact's world and like getting to new areas and opening things up and seeing that map just whoosh, just flourish it's to life. It's, it's very nice, but it's just like the way everything's coming together is just like, well, if I'm not gonna, you know, if I'm not gonna be able to make any meaningful progress without putting money into this stupid thing, and then if I put money into the stupid thing, I'm not gonna get anything that I want anyway. What's the fucking point? Mm-hmm. Who cares? Bad video <sighs> game. Get out of here. I only play yeah. good video games, so the net, la, la, uh-huh. my, my, my last video game is like complete out of nowhere left field thing and it's literally like just the last three or four days it was just kind of just been like what (laughs) happened where did this come from uh so i tuned into my friend kong cakes one day and he's playing this game and it's just like he's just walking around and and it's just like seemingly like he's just setting off fireworks everywhere there's a tax fly what the fuck are you doing my man um, he said he was playing a little game called Vampire Survivors. <laughs> uh, this is one of the most just like, if you've never played an action roguelike and you want to play one, uh, here's one that literally anybody can play. Uh, to play to play Vampire Survivors, all you need to do is be able to move a control stick or play or press AS, or AS you know the WASD keys on your keyboard or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything's predicated on just you auto attacking, you knowing how your auto attacks work, p- 
picking up experience, leveling up, and it's just making a build. And unlocking items as you go. There's like items you can put together. You level up an item to max and you have a different item that complements it and that can create like a new item, shit like that. It's got some a binding of Isaac shit kind of going on there, but not as not on the level of absurd. Not nearly as crazy. This game yeah. is operating on a much smaller scale, and I think that it needs to uh, continue mm-hmm. to operate on that scale for it to kind of do what it's mm-hmm. doing. But it's just this very simple game where you walk around and you are it's you so are you walk simple. around and you shit damage per second. That I mean, I I don't. Every know how, weapon is auto attack. Yeah. yeah, every weapon is auto attack. You do nothing but walk around and you pick up crystals. And it sets the dopamine levels. It sets the dopamine hits off in your brain just fucking constantly. We, we need a mod to make those crystals orange. I think that would really that would really kind of give you that Mars Matrix feeling. Yeah, yeah, like very much like a shooter that has really good like like point pickups, like Crimson Clover and 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 Mars Matrix. Um, it, it it just it sets off that those receptors in just the right way and. Uh, but like, like the way things like like just like everything about it just feels and sounds good like like the enemy's dying it's just like this simple little sound but it happening over and over and you seeing the chaos unfold is like you get stronger and stronger over the yeah. course of a run and your weapons get stronger and stronger and the areas of effect get wider and wider it's just it's the <laughs> most weirdly satisfying thing and it's just like this game just out of fucking nowhere. It has blown up in a way that is a little scary. It's so weird. Like, this is going to be the next big thing, I think. I, I, think, I think this is the next big thing. It has 56,700 overwhelmingly positive reviews in on Steam. In terms of people making more games like it. Oh, right, We're right, going right. to be seeing so many copies uh, of what this game is doing over the next year. But yeah, like... I didn't even know that, like, this was, like, a big thing with VTubers, apparently. Like, until, like, I was just, like, yeah. I saw my friends playing. I saw Concakes and Toad mm. playing it, and I was like, oh, cool, I want to play that. Uh, so I saw that, like, oh, like, I have access to it right now. I'm going to go play that. And then I played it and was just like, oh, my God, it makes total sense. And then, like, Rhett shows me this picture that's just a wall of literally every vtuber you can think of playing it so it's like oh great like i for once in my life i streamed something and it was relevant <laughs> uh but this is like this game is three fucking dollars it is in early access yeah. but what is there right now already feels very good and i think all they really hmm. need to do is play with their balance um and just add levels I think that's really cool. all they got to do. Uh, and there's a very, like, like, I know that, like, a lot of people are kind of down on, like, persistence in uh, mm-hmm. um, roguelikes these days. But I think that this is a really good system where it's just kind of like you're basically augmenting the character that you play as because there's, like, uh, what, like 12 of them or something? There's a bunch, yeah. There's I a, haven't gotten near everyone. A, bunch of characters that you unlock over the course of the game and they all have different stats and they all have different like they all start with different weapons so you kind of got to build them a little differently depending on Mm -hmm. how it goes um but you like but like the persistent stuff is basically just extra stats that where you can augment like you can apply like uh semi-permanent augments so that will last from run to run um Mm -hmm. and that's what you do with all the gold that you accrue over each run and the cool thing about that is is that you actually can just like 
refund all of your uh you can refund all of your permanent upgrades and then like reallocate yeah. them any way you want oh i like that and i think that's really the hook that's what makes this so interesting and neat uh is the ability to reallocate uh all of your shit mm-hmm. um god i don't know how like it's such a game it, it's such a simple short like it's such a simple short loop i don't know how i have 10 hours in it <laughs> You really fell for this one. You have more time in it than I do. Like, this game just, like, it hits. You can play this game drunk. I found that out. Like, I had one oh, maybe, of, maybe that's the that's the hook. I had one of my I had one of my best run, like my first best run, uh, like that, that that got over twenty minutes. I was drunk off my ass on White Russians. So, um, yeah, uh, man, this game's just really. It's I hate that it's so smart. Because it's like, why didn't I think of that? Why am I not it's, the one yeah. making? Why am I not the one making hundreds of thousands of dollars right now? <laughs> there are games that are so simple that other game devs are just like, why didn't I do that? Like, I think the combat in Helen's Mysterious Castle yep. always got me of like, why has nobody else thought of this? And this one is just like, this is so stupid and simple. Fuck, I wish I made it. Yeah, like you just, it's the, it's literally a one-handed video game. Like you just, nice, wink, 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 wink. Hey, if you get horny for damage numbers. Hey, man, this game's got them. Holy crap, it's so satisfying. Like, that's the thing that, like, to to, to tell you how much I like playing this game, I literally rolled out of bed this morning and fired up a stream to play this game. Holly did a fucking gorilla stream. I did a gorilla 9.30 a.m. fucking stream (laughs) to play this stupid video game, and I ended up having, like, this amazing run. Oh, I can't believe you died so close. Uh, the, the objective seems to be survive for 30 minutes, and I literally died at 29.54. I was so... I was so deflated. But but but, but, but I immediately wanted to play again. Oh, my God. But I was already just kind of frazzled by that point. That's the thing. Is like, yeah. It starts getting so intense with like so many enemies moving yeah. in and on to you that it's just like after like an hour or so, I'm so frazzled mm-hmm. that I'm just like, okay, I got to put this down because like even like when I turn the game off, I can see the screen moving left or right really slowly. Yeah. I've seen I've seen people say that stage two is easier than stage one, and I'm like, stage two gets really fucking nuts at the end. I think stage like, two stage two is easier because it's you get uh, it, they start you out yeah. against a lot more enemies, so you level up much faster. The mm-hmm. level like I think the Green Acres leveling up is too slow. Like I don't really yeah. like it at all. Um, mm. So so like having to hit twenty on that before you can get to the library, and I stay I think start having real fun. Um, it's kind of a bummer because I didn't really like Green Acres that much. Um, but once once I hit the library, I was like, "Oh, this is what this game is." That's when it finally clicked for me. Yeah, interesting. I just think the the, the library at twenty five minutes gets fucking ridiculous. Oh, yeah, the last five because like, you have everything maxed. Up. Yeah, they're like, yeah. Like so, it's like you're exhausted. either gonna die or win yeah. at this point. Yeah, like, like that's that. Yeah, like once you've exhausted the item pool. Like I feel that they should kind of just yeah. start the start the final wave, bring them in. Let's go mm-hmm. and let's see. Let's see yeah. like if it's if you're surviving or not. Like it just kind of like gets to, yeah, yeah. Because on my last like, one, like I, but getting like twenty levels in a row in like two minutes did feel real good. I ain't gonna lie. It's, it's silly. 
I just on my last run, like I kind of hit that point in 19 minutes where it's like, okay, I have everything. Yeah, yeah. Now, now I just kind of have to stand here for 11 minutes. It's like it's not perfect, obviously. No, no, no. Like it, it's it's a very simple thing, and I think that even when a run can get boring like that, like there's it's yeah. fine. It's still fine. It's, it's funny watching the numbers go crazy. Yeah, yeah. And like, dude, do you like do you like chest animations? This game's got such. This game's this one. This game's is so satisfying, and it's just so simple. It's just like running up a number count for the gold you get, and shooting beams of light out of the chest, indicating how many treasures you get. I got a five boy during my oh, run. I was, gonna, I was just about to say on my last run, I got a five, and I'd never seen anybody it was get like, that before. Holy I was just shit! Like, like, this never, moment of like, I didn't know that could happen. I've never I thought it been. Was just, I've never been that close to orgasm on stream before. <laughs> it was so That's saying wild. something for your stream. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, God, this game is just... Holy shit. Like, I don't buy into early access games either. So, the mm-hmm. fact that I picked this up, I think, should say something. And it's like, look, again, three bucks. It's three bucks. bucks. It's three bucks. <laughs> and they are going to increase the, the, the price as they add more features, oh. as they've said. So... I think you get in on the bottom floor and like, what do you have to lose if you don't like it, really? Yeah, when I saw it was three bucks, I was just like, fucking add to cart, like, whatever. It's it's such an easy buy. And then like, the fact that it ended up being this fun and kind of just thinking like, well, what's in the future? Like, how do they add to this substantially? Like, how do do you put a bow on this and make it kind of feel like you're done? Um, because I feel that like this is a game that you could end up kind of maybe going a little overboard with definitely I just think if they screw it up like I've had three bucks of fun with what's there so far yeah exactly like it doesn't matter to me like if if they kind of go a a bad way with it like I know that like a lot of uh, action roguelike uh, devs tend to kind of pay attention to uh, the bigger streamers like Northern Lion and stuff every now and again and they start kind Mm. of like tailoring the game toward them (sighs) and that kind of just like that that kind of took a lot of the the wind out of the Binding of Isaac sales for me because I just like Mm. oh that's just I don't want to always play thinking about the fucking meta and that's basically what they kind of geared that game toward Uh, whereas the meta in this game is like yeah they're like the only meta is really like find items that like when you level the one combos, up, yeah. yeah, find the combos are where like when you promote one to the next level, that gives you a uh, a cool synergy. Like I got fucking scythes earlier, and it felt as cool as the first time when you get scythe tears and Isaac. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, this is so dope. That one specifically is just like, oh, this is just Isaac now. Yeah, yeah, it really <laughs> like felt having like having scythes pierce everything yeah. in eight directions. Yeah, this is just an absurd Isaac run now. Fantastic. Yeah. God, can Glorious. I tell a quick story about games playing to streamers though? Yeah, sure. There was this mural in Splunky 2 with, like, five faces on it, but they're all kind of animal faces. Oh, no. And I wondered for for so long, I'm like, what does this represent? Are those bosses, are those something I'm going to find later? And then after stopping playing the game, I realized, like, oh, this is just a reference to a bunch of streamers. Yeah. (laughs) Like, the lion face is there because of Northern Northern Lion. Lion, Like, oh. So, like, all the other animals are, like, based on streamers. And it's just like, why would you put that in the game? That's dumb. Yeah. Not a big fan of that stuff. What was that game where, like, half the NPC dialogue was fucking Kickstarter-backed backers that you hated, Polly? Oh, (laughs) God. Oh, shit. Was it Indivisible? 
I think it was Indivisible. Yeah, Indivisible. Oh, Indivisible, had oh, no. of, Indivisible had a lot of fucking NPC dialogue written by cringe-ass Kickstarter backers. It was real bad. Oof. God. Yeah. I mean, Indivisible was just bad anyway, but <laughs> but but the Kickstarter, the Kickstarter dialogue made it even worse. I like how Hollow Knight just has that one area with all the Kickstarter OCs. <laughs> yeah. And like, even that, it's not that bad. You kind of figure out what it is, but it's not like super like cringe, yeah. I guess, offensive. But it definitely does kind of stand out once you realize like, oh, oh that's what I, this is. Yeah. Yeah. Oi. But yeah, yeah. Vampire Survivors is really, really cool, and like like Red said, even if they screw it up at this point, I've yeah. had I've had my three dollars of fun. Uh, I'm probably still cool. gonna be playing it. Like I want to at least unlock all the items. Uh, so yeah, I still got some time left in that game. I can't get I can't make a dent in the third area yet. That that but that area yeah that area just, it just came out and it, it's not balanced at all. So apparently like they just got a lot of work to do on it. So I loaded that one. I was just like, uh, this seems kind of fucked. People say it's really hard. Yeah, you apparently let like um, my friend Knox. Uh, she was in my chat when I was playing this morning. And she said it's basically assumed that you need all the permanent power ups to work to even get to make oh, to wow. even make a dent in it right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that. Like it. This is a game I think you want to get in on the ground floor with. Uh, it's three bucks. Like it's really fun. It's a good way to waste twenty or thirty minutes, uh, and it just feels real good. Like once you get going, once your run gets going, and you're popping off damage all over the place, and you got spells going off, you got knives flying everywhere, you got fireballs. Like, dude, it's great. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Like this is a game, definitely get in there. Get in there and have a lot you some fun. positive game experiences. This this app, yeah, definitely. games are good from everybody. Everybody was enjoying games this, yeah. this yeah, episode. We did. <laughs> and Final, we enjoyed a lot of games and Final Fantasy Nine and Final Fantasy Nine, <laughs> Final Fantasy Nine and Genshin Impact. They go in the dumpster. Oh uh, yeah, there you go. I mean, the, the, it's cool. It's cool that there's good experiences too. Exactly. Yeah. It wasn't all bad. I like. It would have probably mm-hmm. been mostly nothing. Like, and then, and then, like, you know, at least that, you know, then like, I know man, three, like three days ago, Polly's like, I kind of only have one thing, and then Vampire Survivors. Yeah, the Vampire Survivors yeah. came out and just like, oh, this is so good. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, I like the, I like the, I like the negative combos too. I like the whole spectrum mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Um, I really liked hearing the Genshin Impact arc because I I keep eyeballing it because they're so pretty. Right, like These that's a thing. So like why why designs that are so nice got to be stuck in such a bad video game or pre rendered backgrounds that nice? Yeah, that's a it's a grand tragedy. Hey man, Dan Buru's free. You can go there. June June says the oh, boys are yeah. so good. I wouldn't have had. Any way of knowing that there are boys in Genshin Impact? Yeah, there's boys in Genshin Impact. There's good. I know, boys. I know, I know, I know the boys from the porn as well. There's yeah, 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 yeah. Sean Chiplock plays a very, very good boy. Oh really? I Aww. like I like Diluc a lot. He's whoop, cool. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Vampire, cool. Vampire survivors, everybody, go play that. It's real good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that a show. I think that's a show. You think that's a show? John Thayer. Well, we always time it to end right around nine. Right around nine. Like it's just we just have just we always have just enough, just enough energy mm-hmm. in the tank. To, yeah. 
to talk for three hours. That's all you need. You don't need to be much longer. Unless it's, unless it's a specialty episode of the show. Then you want to go like eight hours. And then get the list wrong. Because we goofed up. <laughs> that was good times, wasn't it? Like an hour after an hour after we're done, we realized that, oh no, we've made a terrible mistake. Well, hey, you know what? Oh well. I think it was, hey, you know what? I think it was fine. Yeah, it's totally fine. Hey, it was fine. Yeah. Ain't nothing to worry the about. world, the world continued to spin across, spin on, on its axis. It did, despite us um, snubbing Ducktales. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun. Of well, all games, of all the games that get snubbed, it's like one of the ones that I'm most fine being snubbed. <laughs> it just, it lived so the opposite of rent free in my head, where it, it was just like Koichi and uh, Toho, where. You see it, but you do not perceive it. Yeah. <laughs> it just ended up on the list price. And it just head empty. Went right through me. I'm sorry. Ah, <laughs> it's all good, funny. though. It's all good. That's the that's the way forward way. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, John Thayer, tell the fine internet folks at home where they can find you. Um, farawaytimes.itch.io. Um, I've got that new fucking... <laughs> I'm in a seal orb VN, and I changed the formatting based on a, um, a based on an epiphany mid podcast that I am very pleased Aww. with now. Nice, Rhett. Where can okay. the fine internet folks at home <laughs> find you? I am here once again to tell you to watch Review Starlight. Uh, I listened to the soundtracks twice since the last podcast for the first time was just out of spite because Polly was like, you don't like that series. I still don't get it. it And I don't know that I ever will. And then after the second time, I was just thinking of how, like, when I think about that story and those characters now, there's just nothing but warmth and good feelings. I'm happy that look, I'm happy that that, that's Mm -hmm. the thing for you. I still just don't get it. The movie's really good. Right. Do you think it's just like, do, do you think that maybe your resistance to it was sort of resistance to that Utna style? And then like, by the end of the movie, it's just like, okay, yeah, I kind of get this now. Or I don't know. No, it's, I think it's that the movie just really picks up and has a shitload of good music. Like, I don't know. <laughs> okay. if Utna has, I was trying to, like, give, I was trying to give you it. an out. Yeah. I, was, yeah, <laughs> like, no, I, saw, no, I saw what no. John was doing there. The movie is much just, is just much better. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm gonna. Well, I'm gonna. I'm thinking again. I'm saying I love that series because of the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Like it I, is you so... linked that song, and I listened to that, and I was like, okay, yeah, I'm in this, <laughs> absolutely. Because it's like I see a world in which I like something more than Symphogear, where it's basically Symphogear with better music, or Revue Starlight with with better everything else, but the music <laughs> flaps. Yeah. <laughs> but Symphogear music is kind of sadly mid. <laughs> hmm. Mm. All right, and cool. uh, you can find me at twitch.tv slash polyhead or on Twitter at polyplushy. And that's and where it sucks I do. Sexy. Where you have a brand new game. Yeah, there's so many places you can find me. I'm all over the place. Mm-hmm. I'm worldwide. Playing vampire survivors. And play vampire survivors. There you go. I'm all over the place, baby. But remember, until next time, we are the podcast that loves you. We are the only ones that love you.